Podcast Charge! Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 130 of Lost in Translation Mod. I'm May. And I'm Jay. And this time we watch Gerada's Real Plan. Or the power of Destructeon. China Greymon runs Will. And Awaken Belfmon. Or Demon Lord Belfemon. Revives. And it's Jay, by the way. Belfmon is Jay. Which, which, like, which bit of it? Both. When he's, when he's tired or when he's a big angry? Both. Sleep mode and ender uh, rage mode. I guess. It's so you. I don't know, man. Tag yourself. I'm not really sure I feel that. It, it, is it just Sleepmon? But, or the, like the alarm clock, the sleep... Yes, it's it, Sleepmon. Is that why it looked familiar? Yes. Uh, Belfmon it looks exactly like Sleepmon, except Sleepmon's just cute. Yeah. Belfmon is cute in sleep mode and then becomes grumpy. That's, that's such a weird reference for Atmon to make. Well, there are a few ones that look... Uh, for example, there's Garbamon who's an Atmon, and then we have Garbagemon, who is a Digimon, and they're both little pink blobs in rubbish bins. Is Sleepmon the new Leomon for reasons I can't say because it's huge spoilers for Atmon? I don't even know what you're talking about. It would make way more sense if I could say it. All right, all right. If you want to not be spoiled on Atmon, skip forward like 30 seconds. Or skip skip the next segment, I guess, because we're at the end of the intro segment almost. Sure. Quick question: Every time Sleepmon shows up, is he gonna have a human's trapped, a human like mind trapped inside oh, him? Oh, I get it. I get it. No, I, I get it. Well, to be fair, when Belfmon existed before. I guess Sleepmon did too. Huh? We weird Atmon Digimon fusion. Yeah. No, huh? I, guess I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. We did you news this week. First up, we got more information about the Digimon Pendulum. We know that the pre-orders are opening in January. And they're super exciting. I'm very excited. Who? What? Who is it exciting for? Me. Just you? Yes. Well, actually, people who also like the Pendulum series or any Digimon V-Pets. So just you and two other people? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't seem like a good commercial decision, but fine. Sam, Joe, and myself are very, very, very excited, okay? Yes. I'm so not excited, I can't even get into this joke. Okay. It's not a joke, it's serious. It's a joke. To, it's still a joke to me. I'm rubbish. Yes. The second bit of Digi News is that the second Gatchmon minifigures, I said Gatchmon and not Gachapon, Gachapon minifigures have been announced oh, and sort of silhouetted. a downgrade. Yes. There's an intense downgrade. They're just, they're just minifigures, but they're all Gatchmon. Yeah. There's like Gatchmon with different emotions. There's like snacking Gatchmon. Well, you got a million Coromon. Why wouldn't it be Gatchmon? Well, speaking of a million Coromon and Agumon, uh, the two... the the, the, the a solid segue the, since I didn't mention Agumon. <laughs> Well, I was, I was, I was That's the thing. It was a really solid segue. Yeah. Okay, so we know, we know what the the contents of this is. Uh, it's the, it's four again, same as last time, and this time it's Coromon, Agumon again, which is weird considering Agumon was in the first set, Seijimon and Metal Greymon. Kind of salty they didn't put Edgemon in. They just th- decided to throw in uh, what the Dark Masters who were actually important to the series. What Metal Seijimon? No, no, just Seijimon. It's for the V Pet. Oh well. Fair it's, uh, it's me figures based on the first version of the V-Pet. So in the first set of them, they had Ogamon, Numamon, Monzemon, and... I oh, know there was a fourth. Are they all going to be weird and off, like V-Tamer? Because it's based mean? on the V-Pet? Um, they do look slightly different. I think Ogamon has diff- a Boxing different amount... Boxing gloves. Boxing gloves. No, he has different amounts of claws. Boxing gloves. Really? That's yes. actually really weird. Uh, yeah, um, there's a difference between Ogamon on the V-Pet and Ogamon on the show. And obviously Ogamon and Savers. How many claws are we talking? 
I think he's got three. I thought you were going to say eight. No, no, no. He has less claws. Does he not always have three? Um, I believe Ogamon Adventure might have five. What? Oh, no. I might be wrong there. No, he doesn't. I feel like he's got a human he's, he's amount. He's got a normal human hand. Okay, okay. It might be four. I think it's three. But, yeah, anyway, so it's... How do they fit Wait, no, I know. I, I forgot one. There's a fifth one. It's uh, Tyranimon. So it's Coromon, Ogamon, Siegemon, Tyranimon, and Metal Greymon. How do they fit those big claws in boxing gloves? They don't bend. Uh, they, they snip their claws. That's they shorten so them. cute. They, like, they go to like a manicure but someone else has to do it for them yeah and you can't use scissors you need garden shears you know it's the, the Leomon that does it he probably he only dies every so often Pandemon. Yay, Leo. He has a name because in VTamer they have names. Anyway, for Lost News Lately, Mon, we were on this, this week's episode of Going Digital and we covered playing games. <laughs> Did we? Did we, though? We vaguely covered playing games. <laughs> that was definitely the topic of the episode. I don't know if we ever covered it. So if you want, ever want to see what we're like when we're not super... Like, I, I haven't organised everything because we're on another person's show and we just kind of ruined their show and I feel really bad. That's all right. But yeah, they, they let us on. That was very nice. Anyway, so... We got a list of writers for every episode of Savers, thanks to Ellie Vorg. Sweet. Do they correspond to the good episodes? Uh, I, I have copied and pasted them down. I haven't had much time to look at the episodes that they've done. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll dive into that later on in our episode discussion, and in, I guess I'll incorporate we'll, into a next week's obnoxious synopsis. We'll dive in the future. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I, ha- I, have, I do have them in my Evernote somewhere. Anyway, on to obnoxious synopsis. The first episode that we're watching this week is called Karada's Real Plan, or The Power of Destruction, Shine Greymon Runs Wild. What do you think will happen in this episode? So obviously these things are about very different things. I'd be shocked if they were actually related, in the sense that, oh, Karada always planned for Shine Greymon Ruin Mode to happen, so that's probably not the case. Rather, A, obviously we're going to find out what's going on with uh, his big collection of Digifluid, which I assume will power his new Digimon, which he will use to attempt to take over the real and digital worlds, because we've never seen that before. Um, And it will be this great moment of dramatic irony, where the guy who was so afraid of Digimon because uh, that he wanted to commit a genocide, in actuality, he was creating one to benefit himself, and he was projecting the idea that Digimon are harmful and evil, because that's what he was, and that's what he was making his Digimon to be. Or it will be something much worse. I don't know. Um, and also, Shine Greymon Ruin Mode, there'll be a Leomon, and he'll say, Oh no, this isn't... This, this is t- definitely Burst Mode. <laughs> <laughs> and it's bad. Definitely, though. Do you think anything will annoy you in this episode? Well, I know I'm going to be annoyed in English when they call it burst mode, and it's literally called ruin mode. I don't think it's actually named as ruin mode, though. I thought you said it was. No, no, officially it's named as ruin mode, but I don't think it's actually called ruin well, mode. Well, I guess I know it's called ruin mode, which is... Now it's, that's annoying, because I it's shouldn't like, know that. It's like uh, Lucimon fall-down mode and Lucimon demon lord mode. It's not... I don't think it's actually called those in the show, but it's officially called that in... I feel like material. he said some kind of mode when he transformed. Did he not? They referenced burst mode. Lucimon burst mode? Oh, sorry. You might talk about Lucimon. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't think so. They said the different modes when he was the big giant dragon version. I don't think it was fall... I don't think we, we mentioned fall-down mode, though. I know one of them we mm. did, that wasn't mentioned. Anyway, uh, do you think it'll be a good episode? Ah. Uh, you know, yeah, look, it will be really important if Karada's plan is like his real plan, quote unquote, is it all interesting? And I think it's doable. They have the capacity 
I think they sometimes struggle in execution, but I think that their ideas aren't bad most of the time, so should be good. Right. What rating? Seven, provisionally. So you still have rather high hopes for savers. Like, at this time in Frontier, we were... I was through the floor. You were just saying two. Every every week you were just saying two. Well, I mean... Three. Or possibly a four if we're feeling good. This show's proven. Like, there's nothing... Okay, if I've ever said something is really crap in this show, most of the time I think I'm being unfair or I'm referencing within the quality of itself where I have legitimately enjoyed it. Whereas with Frontier, I cannot think of a single moment where I can say, you know what, I really enjoyed that. See, I remember you being very bored in Frontier. I was bored constantly. It was awful. I don't think you've been bored in Uh, Savers. I've been bored a bit. Yeah, but like, basically the normal amount that you've been bored in Digimon when they just have like, oh, this is just an episode where they get their evolution. I've been bored to the extent that it's a 50 episode show. Um... And there isn't a compelling drama that makes me want to watch more of it. But I haven't been bored in the sense that, like, I kind of like the characters. At least, you know, I like enough characters that it's 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 fine to watch. And I see them on screen, I'm like, great, I'm happy to see them there. Whereas with Frontier, I was just sick of everyone. Mm. I don't think there was a single person I liked in that. Well, it's good that we came to this season from Frontier, then. I guess. And, and also, we mentioned in our, in our last episode that if you have a problem, we can sort of find a reason to fix it. Like, yeah. oh, we, we can find an explanation for something like, why is the character acting like this? Oh, maybe this no, reason. Honestly, even even Thomas' big turn, as much as I don't think you're correct that it was done well, when it was act- the way it was actually done, rather than the way that you add interpretations onto it, I can see that they had a good idea. Yes. And I and I can see that throughout the entire series, you've got stuff going on. Oh my god, Frontier was worthless. And I wonder to myself, though, if I watch Zero Two right after Frontier, would I think Zero Two is good? I think if we went Adventure, Tamers, Frontier, Zero Two, I feel like you'd feel strongly about Zero Two because you're like, oh, I remember those characters. Yeah, oh, but that would that would be like a full nostalgia. Well, not yeah. nostalgia, almost a nostalgia yeah, thing, isn't well, it? Because that's how you feel about Try. You you said, oh, not anymore. I don't. Okay, but. In the first few parts, you were just kind of like, oh, look, oh, these characters, oh, they've grown up. Like, you, you appreciated the fact that they'd grown up, that we saw them again, we mm. saw what they were doing now, and... Yeah, it was weird yeah. when that was just, like, a sequel to a thing. I was like, all right, that's done, cool. Oh, they're back, all right. There was, like, there was no, literally, like, no time between one and two. Yeah. Oh, is what it is. What's the next one called? Uh, well, I still have one more question to ask you. What is it? Filler or not filler? Obviously, it's not filler. Why did you ask? Yeah, there's at one point I shouldn't even ask the filler it's or not filler question. It's literally called his real play. Plan. Like we're not gonna, f- <laughs> oh, like we're I, not gonna find out anything important. I do have another question though. Just while we were on the topic of Thomas' turn, do you think your opinion on his turn will change at all? Like, do you think we'll get any added information to his turn in this episode or the next episode? Um, I need to be convinced that he like morally does not care about Digimon. I need to be. I need. I need the show to convince me that like. The fact that he sided with the... He's on the genocide... He's on, like, the side of genocide now. The genocide. Yeah, I, I was trying to avoid saying that, honestly. Me too. Actually, no, it wasn't. I no, made it. <laughs> the, I need to be convinced by the writing of the show 
that the fact that he was part of Dats, the, pa- the fact that he has a Digimon, none of that actually means he cares about Digimon. He thinks they're quite naff. <laughs> and, like, it doesn't bother him. Right. And what bothers him primarily, maybe, is betraying, like, the people. But I I just think that they're not going to do that because he's a good guy. And when you're going to, you're meant to be happy when he turns back to the good side later, which so you, he will. You think he's going to turn back soon or? Not, not necessarily soon. But not not a long time either. I don't think he's going to be a bad guy till the end of the show. I think he'll be a bad guy until Kurata's defeated. And then he'll be like, oh, right, that was dumb. And then the Royal Knights show up, apparently. Yeah, pretty much. He'll fight the Royal Knights. Thank, thanks, opening credits, for ruining that huge reveal that was going yeah. to be dramatic with the, the title of The Royal Knights. And you were going to be like, no! Oh my god, I would die. I would just die if he, like... Gets his big tank of energy and goes, I finally arise, Yggdrasil! <laughs> and that well, explained everything. We've already actually seen like the silhouette of the Digimon in the tank. But it could be anything. Could be Yggdrasil. I mean, I, I, I know what it looks like, so I, I, I guess that, yeah. But except that Yggdrasil is in this series, I just think I just honestly Because it, look, it looks like an actual Pokemon from Pokemon Sun and Moon. I thought the it thing looked like in the tank. Tentacle. No, you, you, you'll know exactly what I'm talking is about. It, is it Guzzlord? <laughs> no, it's not Guzzlord. Oh, that's sad. I love Guzzlord. <laughs> it's just a regular. It's not a legendary from Sun. Is it Rockruff? <laughs> no, it's not Rockruff. Close though. Close. Okay. Um, we already had a legendary from Sun and Moon in the series. Which one? Sol Galio was in this. Saber Leomon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they look th- really similar, honestly. Um. Yeah, but Saber Leomon. Th- th- there's no imaginative creativeness but that was a word just promise me that was a word creativity there we go or imagination behind that character because it's just a sable it's just it's a saber-toothed tiger yes but big but bigums like also has a mane yeah because it's a lion saber-toothed lion saber-toothed lion man but like real talk that that was not a case of like we need to design this character that was a case of look at that animal look 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 at that it was more of a pokemon approach it was was, wasn't it look at that animal let's add a thing to it to be fair galmon's a little pokemon-y yeah, if I saw him as a Pokemon... He's I'd literally like, yeah. a Rockruff with boxing gloves. It, see, except for Agumon, like, all three of them are Pokemon. Agumon could be a Pokemon. Okay, Charmander, I guess. Like, li- straight up, <laughs> it's one-to-one. All right, this is... This, I guess we'll talk about the second episode now. Um, the second episode they're watching this week is called Awaken Belfmon. Or... I think the thing he's summoning is called Belfmon. Yes, well, maybe. Or Demon Lord Belfmon Revives. I think he's summoning a thing called Belfmon, and that is his real plan. What do you think will happen in this episode? I, I think he summons Belfmon. I got nothing for you, man. It's. What, what do you think he looks like? I think he looks like a Pokemon from Sun and Moon. Wow. Given the information I, I have in front of I me. I don't know where you'd get that idea. <laughs> Let's see if I'm right about that or not. Do you think anything will annoy you in this episode? Um... Besides the cicadas, which are starting up because it's summer what, now. What will annoy me is if if they're so tropey that he summons Belfmon and Belfmon's like, Well, human, you did the job! And just eats him immediately. So you think it'll be like a sentient monster? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay. It, it's going to be a, like, oh, the evil scientist had a plan to control this giant beast or whatever, but then the giant beast turned out was way too powerful and he... The guy didn't expect to lose control because of hubris, whatever, and then he just eats him. Now this is the real bad guy. I'm going to give you a bit of information that's sort of in the Japanese title. Yeah. Demon Lord is sort of like a classification of Digimon, like Royal Knight or the Twelve Heavenly Gods. It's a type. Of, it's a. It's like a. You could go with Divine Beast, but you didn't. Or Divine Beast, or any any of those. Are there any families. other Demon Lords in Digimon? We were we were talking about one earlier, so yes. 
Which one? Lucimon? Oh, Demon Lord Lucimon, yeah. right. Okay. It's a classification. Wait, wasn't... And they have a theme to wasn't it. Wasn't De- Lu- Demon Lord Lucimon a giant dragon with a little yes. bug thing? Yep. Is Belfmon going to be a Kakuna? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying that that's a classification and there is a theme to each of them. Oh, is, are these the Seven Deadly Sins guys? They might be. All right, I've seen all of them, yeah. Wait, you've seen all of them? Yeah, I, I think the, I showed them to you. Were, you. I, was, you showed I literally me ages showed ago. you Belfmon and I think I said, you'll like this one. Oh, I'm sure I won't. <laughs> I think you will. It seems like it's going to be your favourite Tichamon. Wait. Oh, it's the big titty one, isn't it? The what? No, no, no. It's, it, no, no, no. She, uh, she, she's in Crosswalls. Oh, okay. Because I know she shows it's up. It's not Lilithmon. Okay. Uh, Hers is lost, by the way. Oh, you couldn't I get, tell. Oh, I, I, I knew that one without... Oh, yeah. This one's literally... This, this <laughs> I've seen the you. gif. Yeah. I've seen the bouncy gif. I guess we'll talk to them when we get to Crosswalls, which is the only thing you're looking forward to in Crosswalls, I bet. I think it's the only good thing I've heard about it. But uh, no, um, I think that uh, Belthmon is you. What? And you'll see. In the, you'll see. Oh, it's you. Is he, is he a big fat dude who doesn't like Digimon? <laughs> no. Well, then he's not me. He's Bigums. Oh, God. He is Bigums. Aw. Um, oh, he's going he's gonna to eat Karada for sure. I don't know. Karada's not surviving this. And that's the good only, though, right? The only way for him to die is for the ba- the other bad guys to get him. But, I mean, that's good, isn't it? Cause, Seems like, fairly straightforward. We haven't seen many... Humans actually die on screen. I can't wait for the Royal Knights to show up and they go, Oh, thank God the Royal Knights are here. They're going to save us. Oh, no, Belfort's corrupted them. Oh, they were, they would have been so good. We already know Yggdrasil's there and Yggdrasil <laughs> always does some naughty things with the Yggdrasil's Royal Knights. Yggdrasil's nonsense. What is it? Yggdrasil's like, I guess the Royal Knights just fight for Yggdrasil and this Yggdrasil's is the, always bad. Is this the third or fourth piece of, piece of content I've seen with Yggdrasil in it? And it th- literally it, never explained what it is. It's like, Okay, Yggdrasil has been in Try, mm-hmm. but before this, this is the second time it showed up, like, in Digimon. Yeah. It was X-Evolution, and then it was so this, is, this is the third time I've seen it. Yeah, and then he shows up in Cyber Sleuth. So, they really, really like Yggdrasil and the Royal Is Yggdrasil Knights. explained at all in Cyber Sleuth? I think so. It is, it is the god of the digital world. How do you not know? You've played that game, like, for hundreds of it hours. It was a long time ago, but I know the Royal Knights actually had a decent reason for being bad in Cyber Sleuth. Oh, my God. Did someone? Did they have okay. the line? Just tell me, did they have the line, but they're usually good guys! I don't remember. All I know is that the Royal Knights showed up and said, well, humans are literally deleting our world. Man, so if I played a game for 100 them. hours, I'd be able to tell you what was in it. No, I just have an attention span of a gnat. That's true. Anyway, so speaking of actually going on topic... Do you think anything will annoy you in this episode? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think the Royal Knights are going to show up like right at the end because Karada's going to get eaten at some point, and then, then they'll do the oh they use the why are they fighting us the good guys or uh, there's every possibility the next episode is Enter the Royal Knights. That'd be a good title. Which is we'll, we'll have to get to eventually. Um, I don't think Belthmon will necessarily annoy me, but only because you said I like him so. And he might eat Karada, which would be great. I just think it would be like, it me, the whole time, because it's it's you. Does, okay, well, f- okay. I don't even know what that could possibly mean. It you. Okay. You'll find out. There's, it can only be a comedy thing then, though. No. No, it's not a comedy then thing. Then it's not me! No, it's you. Anyone like, on screen that's me is a comedy figure. I'm sorry, Lotmon wasn't comedy. Lotmon's not me. 
Yes. Terramon is Okay. Yeah. I think we're all a little bit Terramon. Anyway, do you think it'll be a good episode? Um, you know what? Sure. But let's give it a six because I'm not that confident. That's still like it's so it's a good six. It's like a six point. Wait, no, 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 no. Let's give. Let's. Okay, okay. Assuming my prediction is okay, it's a six unless Kurata dies, jumps to an eight. I want to see Kurata die. You really do, don't you? Yeah, but not for the reasons the show wants me to to hate him. Yeah, but if you want him to die, then the show's done its job in no. making you not like him. No. It's not a wrestling heel. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't just not matter the reason you don't like someone. If I if a show is meant to fake make you feel bad because it's a tragedy or whatever, and the the resulting emotion is meant to be negative, and you come out of it being really bored, and that's negative, that doesn't mean the show won. Right. Right. Okay. I kind of see what you're saying, but like I still. Think if I think that- he's crap, that doesn't mean he's an effective villain. Right. What rating? Oh, you already said... Uh, yes, I did. Filler or not filler? It's clearly not. Don't even know why I asked. Don't even know why I asked. Anyway, so that was... Any other predictions? No, let's go. All right, let's go, because this is probably our longest obnoxious synopsis ever, because we could not stick to the discussion. All right, on to the show. This week, we'll be covering episode 35 and episode 36 as one episode. So, I want to, right off the bat, we're talking about the, the, the recap here. Yeah. I think what's, something, there's something really telling, which is, A, in the Japanese, they do not attempt to explain Thomas' heel turn well, at all. No, no, there's basically no recap in the original. They just grab the last couple of minutes, like the last, I want to say five minutes, so it's a pretty good chunk of the end of the no, last there's episode. A, there's a recap, and they show him, like, showing up at home, and, like, talking to Karada, and then, no, now he's a bad guy. Like, they, they do go over that. Yeah. Right? So they go through the episode. What is really telling is that in English, Kurata is doing the flashback and you hear his inner thoughts. Mm, yes, I have promised to kill his sister and that means he'll turn on all his friends. <laughs> because they realized, yeah, there isn't enough information here about why this is happening. Yeah. It was all really vaguely implied. But you don't need to imply he's doing it to save his sister. You yeah. don't need that. What you meant, what you should be doing, ideally, is, oh, he's doing it to save his sister. Crap. He has a good reason, but I don't like the cause he's in here, but I understand. Yes. What I, and what I feel like they were going for is, ooh, what a bad guy this Toma is. But I, but he has a reason, but oh, it's also bad? Like, it's confusing. And it's clearly to build up a, a feeling of, like, mystery that is meant to be paid off when you find out what's going on next episode. Yeah. But I think it's done really badly. See, I thought that in the dub that it was almost like this was all according to Keikaku for Karada. And he never... And this is the theme that I've noticed throughout both these episodes in the dub is that Karada doesn't seem to actually be saving his sister at all. Like, it's, it's, it's quite obvious. Like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. And he just sort of shrugs it off. And this is a theme throughout both these episodes. He just he doesn't seem as serious as he does in the original. Yeah, I've written that down, except that I realise also, like, but he has the Digimon fusion surgery prepared. Something which I realised, I mean, we could talk about later, but I think it's really funny about this, is that while Kurara's like, only I can save your sister, apparently he doesn't need to perform the surgery. Tama can do it himself. Yes, but I think it's his ideas. But also something I noticed is that in the dub, it seems to imply that the Digimon that Karata was in- intending on fusing Relena with was Belfmon because when he goes to jump in Belfmon in the next episode, he says, I guess I'll have to do then. That was only in English though. Yeah, that's, that's what I just said. I said but, the English version. Okay, I guess. So it's sort of like, it wouldn't have saved her? 
But it was just sort of like Belfmon needed a host to become Rage Mode. That would actually answer one of my biggest questions about that episode, which is why did he have a machine that did that? Yes, he was going to put Rolanda through it. But that wasn't in the Japanese. Yeah. Well, we do know that the dub writers were given the script beforehand and they knew how everything would end. Which means that they probably asked the question as well of why did he have a doorway in his office that if he walked through it, it dissolved him and turned him into a ghost? Yes. Which then was compatible to be beamed into a Digimon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this part is like, it's sort of like very sci-fi. But it's, sci-fi has reasons. There is no conceivable reason other than, oh, yeah, I'm probably going to fail. So I'll need a backup of killing myself and putting my, and putting my, my no, spirit into a I Digimon. Got, I got, well, in the dub, it's... Rel- no, Rel- but that's the dub. The yeah. dub was made second. It's not the intended meaning of the scene. Yeah. So as much as that's, I, they, I applaud them for doing the job of like saving that one and making it kind of make sense. It still doesn't because that doorway is nowhere near the surgical theater. Mm. And what did Thomas think he was going to do? Also electrocutes him and he makes the funniest face I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I know, I, I enjoyed that scene. Anyway, to what we're actually saying is that the recap in the English, as we mentioned, has Karada narrating it and we get a bit more information about it. Like, in the original, the recap's very sort of bare bones of, like, this is something that happened, and then gives us the last five minutes of the last episode. In which Master of Anger threw a punch, and it's really sweet. Yeah. It's really cool. Now there's a scene that I rather like. Masaru's yelling at Toma, and he says, Apologize for the death of Digimon with your life. Fair enough. And I just... There's something about this scene, and he's, thinking, he's saying, Marukimon, Barumon, and Alderatimon, all those Digimon that died because of Karada, you, you have to apologize them with your own life, and I'm going to kill you. And mm-hmm. it's it is the, it's pretty dark. Like we've never actually had a main character say that about another main character before. Like to, to threaten not. to kill them, to threaten murder against someone that is their te- teammate. We never had Taichi threaten murder against Toma. Well, and he about, could uh, have never Matt, met. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> but he probably should have. Yeah, they're both blondes who want to punch their friends. That's fair. And then Chica rolls in and I hate her. Why would you want to fight him? I don't understand. Like, do you not get he's a digital Nazi right now? Do you not actually yeah. understand? Are you sure? We find out later he was doing it all for the right reasons. She has no idea. And also, at, at this moment, we are not supposed to know that he, Tom is doing it for the right reasons or that he yeah. has a plan. And the, the viewer's not meant to and the characters definitely aren't meant to. The only person who knows of this plan is Toma. Galmon's just hoping. Also, Toma, it's not like Masaru instigated the fight and was like, Toma, help us out. He's like, no, and just had the, a fight began and then it was all his fault. Toma walked up to them and started beating him up. And said that he wanted to kill him and said that this whole thing was his fault. Masaru actually doesn't throw a punch for a while. Thomas yeah. punching him. He's like, hey, dude, what are you doing? And then Thomas says, I've joined Karada. And Masaru says, you're crazy. And then Thomas continues to punch him and then Masaru punches him. But no, Chika's just showing up with this moral high ground of, ooh, genocide's totally fine. Yeah, so Masaru's apparently the bad guy, which he's, I mean, yes, he, the evolution did, like, the Digimon did evolve. But it's not really what Masaru wanted. It's more of like that was his emotion. Every single person, especially in the English, like it's it's frustrating, treats this whole thing as a terrible thing Masaru has done. Mm. How dare you? How how dare you let it get this far? How dare you lose control? How dare you all these things? Yeah, everyone's really horrible to Masaru, and I think he <laughs> he. Ha- how well, how well is a 14-year-old meant to handle the the friend or the colleague that you're with all of a sudden wanting to kill you and wants, is joining the side of the same guy who killed a bunch of Digimon and is basically made your life a living hell? But also, 
he doesn't know how burst mode works because no one was no one even Bancho Leomon who knows everything was yeah. willing to explain it to him and, and if, if this had happened and burst mode wasn't a thing and he just was able to overpower him with regular shine Greymon like there was no evil burst mode he just sent his Digimon in to fight normally and it was all okay would that still have been his fault because he would have behaved exactly the same either mm. way but it's not like in Tamers and Adventure when we had the Dark Evolutions and I, I went over this in the last episode so I won't cover it too much but we had Taichi and we had Takato saying evolve Masaru did not say go to burst mode or yeah. he didn't try to activate burst mode at all it was just an accident he was just really really angry would you be angry if you were Masaru in this situation well, obviously yeah I'd, look, honestly I'd do exactly what he did I did too I, okay, I sorry would I would start punching Tom way earlier yeah he Compared to how punchy he usually is, I think he handled the situation pretty well. And, you know, he's a hot-headed 14-year-old and likes to punch a lot and is a street fighter. He handled the situation pretty well, as well as he could. And then as soon as Reason wasn't getting through to Toma, he punched him. Yes, Toma was, wasn't actually evil. But he does, there's no way any, for anyone to know that, even the viewer, yeah. um, which is absurd because like they they try really 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 hard to make you like not think he's even like yeah. really hesitating, which is frustrating because there are times when like he, there's no way Kurata can see him, there's no way at all, and he's still like totally blank faced, totally like doing the evil stuff with no reservation. I think he assumes that Karada is watching him at all times. But like, say something about I I hate that. Digimon has to get dug out of its bad writing pit by someone going, well, this is probably what it is. I will infer something out of no information. Mm. Anyway, so we, we did skip over just a bit of a change. When Masaru's yelling that Thomas should apologize for the death of all these Digimon with his life, in the dub, he says, I will make you pay for desecrating those Digimon's memories. That's also fair. Yes, it's, it's, it's still a fair thing, but they've downgraded from I'm going to actually kill you to I'll make you pay, which is just kind of like, I'll punch you really hard or I'll make you feel bad about it. Can you remind me briefly, didn't Bancho Leomon in the last episode say this is not burst mode? He said, well, he said it can't be. But what, but why do you mean it can't be? He told them he had, they had burst digivices and they had burst mode. Like, what part well, of it couldn't it be? The thing is, this is, but also isn't burst mode. No, but it is! It's, no, it's, it's corrupted, so, it's a corrupted burst mode. But it's so burst mode later, he, he says, you misuse burst mode, you dick. But, like, the thing is, Bancho Leomon is just taking it out like he's saying oh you use burst mode you shouldn't have used burst mode Masaru didn't want to use burst mode yeah, he, he didn't mean to and if like if that was a risk maybe the guy who knows everything about it should have told him or should have jumped in when Masaru was g- starting to get really worked up yeah. and tried to calm him down if he was around the whole time couldn't he have gone and just punched Tom in the face he was a giant lion also he's stronger than a bunch of Gizmon X- XT altogether which means he can out- he can outmuscle Galmon as well also I feel like Shine Greymon should have tried to go for Toma and like picking him up and taking him somewhere. Maybe. I don't, and not like kill him or anything, just you know, hold him just to try to keep him from being dumb. There is a there is wording like in the scene after this, I think, which bothers me. Maybe it's in this one. But basically, Ben Chilimon says, like, yeah, man, I thought you'd be as cool as your dad, but well, I mean, you're nowhere a, near as cool as your dad. Yeah, it's the scene after it. I'm yeah. like, the dad's like was like 35 when you met him. Mm. He's he's like 20 years older than this kid. Why would he be as good now? And also, like, we can't just say, oh, you made a mistake because. I mean, it wasn't his fault, but yeah, it's still, I guess, sort of a mistake that he made. But he even even though he didn't 
mean to make the mistake. It's still a mistake. But the thing is, he's 14. I, I wouldn't even call it a mistake. A mistake is a result of a conscious choice. Yeah. Like It's it's an accident then. It's, it, it's an accident. He didn't, he didn't want to do burst mode. Yeah. He didn't even try. He didn't... The words burst mode didn't even come across the screen. Like, we didn't even think, oh, he's trying to activate burst mode. And I, I think that if he was trying to activate burst mode, they would have shown us having him saying, yeah. I have to activate burst mode or thinking it or it something. It seems to me that this is more or less the exact same thing as he's he's getting ready to do the fight and like a bolt of lightning comes out of the sky and hits his digivice and that triggers the dark evolution. Everyone's like, well, why didn't you protect your digivice from lightning? Why would he do that? Well, arguably you could say that he should have controlled his temper. But I think that if he did control his temper, that wouldn't be in character. Yeah. And no one's expecting a 14-year-old boy who's just been betrayed. Or fourteen, or basically anybody who's been betrayed to be, react calmly or rationally, especially not a 14-year-old. But if that's all it is, then Bencho Leomon should have said, control your temper. Like, it's so... There's a guy who knows everything and has been around to mentor them, mm. but has actively... Re- refuse to give them useful information and then blames them when they get it wrong yes every time and i I feel like masaru should have been more like hey it wasn't i mean in the in the dub he was very much hey this isn't my fault in the original he was just like this is my fault i'm terrible and then he starts apologizing to the egg anyway yeah and wants to make uh wants to make fried egg out of it he doesn't but i made a joke that beats up gallon a bit gallon gets away so there's just another change. Uh, so before we were talking about Chi- how Chica was holding on to him, and she says, "Look, you you finding Toma doesn't make sense." And I'm like, well, it, it does make sense for starters. <laughs> In the dub, she says that if he hurts Thomas, he'll never forgive himself. Oh no, he will. And also, he'd already sort of started to hurt him. Like I don't know why she's hold- saying, "Oh no, don't hurt Thomas." Like if, if you really if you hurt him, you'll never forgive. Like, dude, he already hit him. But no. also, I I feel like and Chica and, and Christine both were. Versions, neither of them seem to be... They seem to be against Masaru. I think so too. And not against Toma. I think Toma... Like, yes, we know that Toma's not actually bad. Yeah. Like, spoilers for the next episode. Sure. But... <clears throat> We like we, we know that he's bad at the moment, so why would we not want someone to punch him? We don't we, we, we like the good guys and we don't like the bad guys and that's how we're meant to feel. Yeah. So it feels good when Toma gets punched. Yeah. So I, I don't know, it's just it's just something there. Presumably because the writers thought to themselves, you know what, if Masteru starts going, he's just gonna win before he has to use burst mode. Yeah. Also, it's just something weird about the dub is that they make Christy act like more grown up than she is. Like in the original, she's just saying, "Look, this doesn't make sense," and she screams. Yeah. In the dub, they add in more lines to her, and she's not screaming. And I'm pretty sure I I had to rewatch this scene, but I'm like 99% sure that they closed her mouth at the end of her dialogue. And in the original, she was screaming. And the dub, when I rewatched this, I realized that they had closed her mouth. I missed that. So she wasn't screaming, and it's just really weird. Like, of course she'd be screaming. It's, it, this is a serious situation. Can we talk about the Digimon tradition of magic tears? Look, I'm okay with this. Look, it's fine. But again, shouldn't Ben Shalimon, who knows everything about these devices, so much so he trained them to get them. Okay. Tell them, like, by the way, to turn off burst mode, you just cry in your Digivice. It's fine. Look, I don't think it is tears. I think it's emotion. And I think that this season, especially, has emotion being the main part of evolution and bonding with your Digimon. I think it's more emotion than everything else. It's general emotion. It's just like, oh, it's the emotion to win. It's the emotion to protect your family. It's intense anger and it's intense sadness. And that that reacts to the Digivice. So I don't think it's the case of Magic Tears. However, I had a good chuckle. It's a little magic. I I had a good chuckle at the idea of Magic Tears and it is better than, hey, I'm going to cry on my dead brother's face and awaken him. (laughs) Or, 
or oh, this Digimon's killing me. Better cry into his eyeballs. Yeah. Like it's. I think it's cry better than those. Into his eyeballs. That did happen. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> so continue. Look. You can say whatever you want about Savers. You can not like Savers, but like it's so much better than Front. Look, I love Savers. Oh, yeah, Frontier's trash. And so far, I think that Savers is better than Tamers, and everyone can hate me about that. Oh, you're wrong. Atmon, Atmon's better than Savers, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Atmon's better than Tamers. Also, yeah. But I think Savers may be more in depth than Tamers, and I feel like it has better writing in terms of actually showing us things before they happen, like well in advance. Or at least giving us reasons to believe things. But that's just my personal opinion. Like, you can think that Tamers is the best Digimon season and I won't hold it against you. You can think Zero Two or Frontier or Adventure is better than anything I will, else. I will hold it against you if you think Frontier is the best. Or look, Zero Two. Look, I like Frontier. I, I will, do like Frontier. I will hold it against you and not associate with you any longer. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I prefer Savers and Tamers and Atmon, but that's my preference. I think Zero Two might be better than Frontier, though. And, but Adventure yes, is no, better. Yes, no, Frontier than is the worst. Frontier is the worst by a huge country mile. It is not even close. I'm worried about your thoughts when we get to Cross Wars. Woo! There is a train in it. Woo! It's not the it's not the whole thing. Don't worry. There's just a train <laughs> in one episode. <laughs> Alright, so um so, they all leave. Yes, yeah, so Bancholiamon explains that he can't control the destructive power and he's rampaging and running running wild. In the dub, Bancholiamon is basically saying you shouldn't have forced burst mode. Boo! That's not what happened. He didn't do anything. Like it wasn't forced. I mean, yes, he brought out a, the failed burst mode and yes, it ended badly, but it wasn't explicitly Masaru's fault. I don't think it was forced. He didn't even think about burst mode and I don't know, just it was it was a reaction to his emotions and I feel like his emotions were warranted given what we he knew at the time. So Bachelamon says that you have to wait until he self-destructs. And that's kind of heartbreaking, but it happens. And uh, so he he runs over Shine Greymon, he cries. And what I notice in the dub is that they edit out a clip of Shine Greymon roaring, and he's like st- he's like hovering in the air, Blah. and he's like in front of like this burning and wrecked city. And they've edited that clip clip out. It's like it's quite a nice clip. I mean, it's sad because a bunch of people probably died. Like I don't think they had time to evacuate the city. What destroyed the city again? The Shine Greymon. Did he? Like, what did he do? Well, there's all these burning buildings and stuff. But I feel like that was ha- was that was there before he showed up. I don't know. I feel like he didn't help the situation. Well, when does it ever? So Tom and Kurata retreat, and then in the dub, when Shine Greymon becomes a Digi-Egg, Marcus mentions how he's self-destructing, as Banchaliamon said, and when Masaru catches the Digi-Egg, he screams, and he says, why did you become a Digi-Egg? And in the dub, he just screams along, no! To have your platoon moment, just, just scream up at the sky. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad scene. Then they all just go back to the base, right? Yeah. And then, she, and then uh, they're like, so when's it going to hatch? And Lalamon's like, oh, it could be a week. It could be a year. Maybe never. Like, what? How, is that how eggs work? Was it, why would digi-eggs work this way? Like, when, when people are, in real life are pregnant, you kind of have an, a reasonable estimate of how long it will be. Because that's how ecosystems work. But, you know, eggs in the digital world, I don't know, maybe they just never hatch. It might take 800 years. We don't know. We're... It's really stupid. It's not like we're based on programs that are all incredibly regular and straightforward. Mm. Bancholiamon says that Agumon might not have his memories when he wakes up, or rather won't. Which is one of those things where it's like really subtle, but also totally goes against everything we've ever learned in Not Digimon. in this season. At the start of the season, when we first had Piermon become an egg, everyone said, oh, when Piermon hatches, she won't have the memories. And she kind of did. 
but well, I guess they did say that. But her her memory wasn't one hundred percent. Like she was still a bit crazy. But she like she she didn't act the same. Like she she knew she was looking for Chica, but she didn't know who Chica was or where she was, and that's all that she could do. And she was quite aggressive. Right, I but forgot they foreshadowed that. They did, yeah. They did actually mention when Digimon are reborn, they don't have their memories. Except if they have a human partner, then Agumon totally will. Well, we don't know that. No, we do. I, they'll, they'll, we do. They'll, they'll, they'll address that when it comes to it. because I, be know the how, I know how it's going to be. But the idea and the fact that they foreshadowed it is why I, I think that's... It's, it's good writing, I think, because they actually foreshadowed something. Sure, sort of, yeah. Except that... You they, didn't remember. Yeah, well, it's been a long time. Yeah. Well, if you're watching one a week, it's been even longer. Yeah, imagine so. Yeah. So, Tom and Gamal get out of a car, and Akuto followed him. Karada sneezes, and he says, Oh, your puppy is with you. Gamal's like, I'm not a dog, okay? I look like a dog, not a dog. And then Karada, the sass master that he is, says, Well, whatever you are, I'm allergic. <laughs> it's pretty... Well, it's he's pretty allergic to Digimon, because he was sneezing at Agumon. Yeah, but this is... We've only seen it happen twice. He's just... Well, your theory is he's just being a dick. Yes. I think it's funny. I think it's on, I think it's on purpose. So... Because it makes more sense because he's been with a lot of Digimon. It's true. Also, he becomes Belfmon. Why is he not sneezing all the time? Because... He would be allergic to himself. No, because that's not how immune systems work. If your spirit is elsewhere, you've left your immune system behind. Um, okay, good point. So good Thomas point. explains, okay, so I'm pretty sure I know what happened, right? There was like a super DNA charge and it happened with the Digivice. It wasn't Agamon. And Crow's like, I don't care. We're not talking about that. It's not relevant. Shine Greymon died. It's fine. So we're just going to move on with the plan, okay? And then Thomas like, well, what is that? You haven't actually told me? And then, like a true supervillain, Karada's like, Ooh, let me tell you all about my evil plan! Look, he is so excited about his evil plan. Like, and, really and that's happy so great. It. It's, it's nice to see when a bad guy is like this enthusiastic about his plan. So, and that's what I kind of like. I, 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 know, I know you were talking, I'm sorry, but I just really like how excited Karada is about his plan. Look, I'm not saying it's bad, right? When I'm, when my entire problem with Karada, and I've written this down for a bit later, basically, like, Karada is a, is a cackling, maniacal supervillain. He's constantly like, and this is my plan! <laughs> Yeah. He's so happy about it. You can you can see through it all the time. He's not a subtle guy. And I would be fine if that was who he was. That's his character. He's, he's eccentric. A, he's an eccentric weirdo madman who just wants to rule the world. That's fine. I do not believe this guy has the wherewithal to convince the entirety Japanese government to lend him the military. Oh, I had an... Oh, I just remember, like, I took a screenshot and I forgot what I was going to caption it, so I deleted the screenshot because, like, ah, oh, probably wasn't even that funny. I just remembered. Yeah? It was the, uh, it was, it was that post of, yeah, you really have to just have a high level of intellect to understand Rick and because Karada's the crazy old man and and, uh, and Tom is 14. Oh, sure. Fair enough. It's an approximate reference. It's, it's close. It's getting there. But yeah, like, I don't believe... Like, I believe this character, because he's not bouncing back and forth anymore. Like, this guy's been really consistent ever since, kind of, like, the genocide began. But now that I know this character, I believe so much less that he managed to convince anyone of anything in the Japanese government. If he was just independently wealthy, I'd be like, fine, all right. He's a weirdo scientist with his own evil organization. I'll believe that. I don't care. He got freaked out once and it led to him going mad. That's fine. But I do not believe he got the government on his side. And it's 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 much more obvious that like he would never work that way because when 
he's got any sort of advantage, he throws all subtlety out the window. He's like, on TV, ooh, I'm evil! Hello, everyone! I'm going to destroy you! I I do see a point about how, like, he shouldn't shouldn't have been able to convince them now, because you're right, it is better when he is this eccentric, excited with his plans, crazy person. I don't even think that they needed to go with the government angle. The only reason they did that was to get, like, a a reason for the minister to... Yeah, but I think that you could have done that in a different way. Like, I think you could have had, um, and this is, this is a very wrestling thing, which is the, it is really frustrating to see all the bad guys on one side because they're all bad guys. It's every possibility you could have had Dats trying to fight off, um, uh, Kurata and then also dealing with the minister. Or, or how about about they lump in Dats with Kurata and they say, oh, they're all, they're all bad. No, no, I I don't think that's necessarily that interesting because it's just prejudice that it's really boring. Oh, yeah. I, I think that you could have had Dats going back and forth and because they're a police organization they could theorize you know this minister guy's really have it has it out for us maybe he's working for Karada and Karada's such a rich super genius maybe he's been like bribed or something and you later find out no he's just a dick mm. like that you could lead to some funny storylines some funny bits uh, new investigations whole episodes could be based around this and then eventually you find out no government's just weird and bureaucratic and Karada was it was advantaged naturally by them having to fight their bosses this way right like that there are ways you could have gone with this that I think would have been more complex like more complex and more interesting rather than oh the bad guy's in the in the government man's ear and the government man is so stupid that I guess it all just works I would have liked if they made him like in some way powerful and influential because he had all this money so he had the control of the government but yeah. back bef- but like maybe he had lots of money or he invented something or maybe he yeah. was just really powerful no, and just had money it makes perfect sense but in this one it's, it's very clear that what he's doing is he's such a smooth talker he's such a silver tongued man you would never be able to tell he's a cackling maniacal weirdo but you can yeah, you can always tell have we have we actually had any scenes of him being suave we we have their attempt at it but because it's with the minister of confidentiality it it's it really comes off the minister's an idiot i guess when we when we when he says t- he's going to lead the expedition force no when we were talking about how who kuto should go with and Kara's like i will take him into custody and then masara convinces Akuta uh, to go with him and then Kara's like oh well i guess if the if kuto's chosen then he can go with whoever he likes i guess that's he was sort of like suavish there or like but doesn't that reasonable. show that he can't get what he wants is yeah. that the whole problem yeah like he doesn't have the capacity to like really yep. solidly argue for his like goals. The only time he's we've ever seen him be really successful is when he's talk when the minister is talking to the captain and Karada, and the minister's like, "Look, uh, you know, I, you guys are gonna go in and and Karada, and the captain goes, "Okay, it's gonna be an exploratory force." And the guy and then Karada's like, "No, I will lead them. It'll be a military force. We have to go eliminate them." It's like, "Uh, okay, I guess that makes sense because because the, the minister's a moron. Yeah. It never showed Karada being amazing. It showed the minister being an idiot. Which is what we know, like what we know from the 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 dub does push yeah. it though. The dub makes him seem even stupider. But there's no way the minister has the authority to give over the entire Japanese military to this crazy dude to put to stick his like anti-Digimon robots in there. Right. This just doesn't work. So Karai's explaining his plan and he says that he found a Digi-Egg deep within some ruins. It seems weird that he was like spending the time to explore when he was on his big genocide plan. Mm. When did he do this? Because we've seen presumably every time he was ever in the digital world. I think that he might have gone back after the genocide, maybe. But like when? 
are there clones of this guy? I, I'm not sure. It doesn't actually give us a timestamp. So he he's in this place where this digi egg was sealed, and he says he nurtured this digi egg the, that he found. In the dub, we he also says that the hieroglyphics in the ruins told of some ancient prophecy where Balfour awakens every one thousand years. How could he read them? Exactly, it's in digicode. How could he read that? I know exactly. No, make- not exactly. That's not no, an no, no, exactly. exactly. No, exactly. No, that's why I'm saying it's a weird thing. There's no Rosetta Stone for digicode. Also, like. They straight up just wanted to put another prophecy in there, I'm pretty sure. Also, what's very weird here is it makes perfect sense for you to go, okay, he has this incredible, absurd power. So yeah, he'll develop a card complex and want to take over the human and digital world. But you, I can't see a, a way he went from Digimon Genocide to... I will explore for a piece of Digimon artifact. And then um, when I find it and the inscription that's with it, then I will know that it will let me take over the world. Why was he doing this? It's not in conjunction with his with his mission because he can get everything he, he needs in the human world. He's developing his anti-Digimon lasers on his own. Why is he here? I don't know. What made him go find this egg? I don't know. They're never going to explain that, are they? Karata says he'll become king with this new power. <laughs> I think so. And then in the dub, he says, that he's now decided that he wants to rule the human world and just have the digital world as his back gun. I don't think that Kurata, who is apparently a genius, should be doing this big evil genius speech about ruling the world in front of the guy who's only here because he's, he wants his sister to get cured. Because I think the moment, if you're even, even if you believe the bad guy who wants to kill all Digimon, but to, you're going to save your sister, you think to yourself, okay, here's a one-to-one sacrifice. I will lose all Digimon, but they're not humans, and I'll keep my sister. That makes sense. But now when his plan changes to, I'm going to enslave humanity, is your sister's life worth it now? That's a completely different discussion. Because she's also in that humanity that gets enslaved, so well, it's really not worth it. Well, to it. be fair, Tom is not actually going no, to No, I know him. that. But Kurata is saying this to him. Yes. So he has to consciously think about how that works. I think that Karada's egotistical. You... I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. I know, obviously he is, but like... I think he thinks, well, this person would never betray me because I've got his sister and he needs his sister and I'm great and I've convinced him to stay on my side. I don't know, doesn't that just make Karada look like a moron? Yes. Well... I think he's so egotistical, it's a fault. No, but humor works in like particular ways where like the the piece of media watching clearly is like, look, Hubris was the downfall here. Hubris was obviously not the downfall here, but it could have, it could well have been. Ikuto charges in and Galmon goes for Takakuto. Then Pekmon says that they need to tell Masaru and the others. But Akuto says that they should have fought instead, but, but Pekmon just wants to, to inform the others. Toma tells Karada to back off with the Gizmon, and he will handle this alone, because they honestly can't go anywhere after what they saw in the basement. And I like this, because in hindsight now, we know that Toma wasn't on Karada's side at all. Yeah, and he, he we know that, helps him escape. Yeah, we know that he's basically saying, I will make it look like I'm trying to kill him, but if he puts on the Gizmon, the Gizmon will actually try to kill Akuto, and because I'm good, it's like, it, it, I don't want Akuto to die. Yeah, this is the vehicle by which you find out Toma is not evil in the beginning of the next episode. Yeah, because by itself, like, that seems like a dumb idea. Like, wouldn't you want all of the Gizmon? Wouldn't you always yeah. want all the Gizmon? If your mission was to kill someone, it'd be all the Gizmon. Pretty much. So, without it being, like, an actual sign that he is a good guy, it would just make him look dumb. This, which is, is, ba- this basically- is a good bit. It makes all of basically all of his decisions. Now we know that he turns good. Would have seemed dumb. 
or would have seemed like a genius didn't think it through. But everything it turns out to, it to be because he thought it through. So then Ikuto evolves Pokemon to Yatagaramon and he asks, are you seriously so, betraying I forgot. us? Yeah. Do you remember, I think it was in Obnoxious Synopsis, did I not say that Kurata's real plan was to control the real world and the digital world? Yeah, because that's called every Digimon bad guy I know, ever. but like, it actually killed me when he says it like directly and outright. It's like, I'm going to control both worlds. <laughs> I'm like, mm, okay. It's really straightforward, isn't it? Every bad guy. Seriously, what do they think they're going to do when they rule the world? Like, do they think they're going to be a good ruler? No, they think they want power over both things because one is not enough because they're greedy. And because they're bad guys, we've shown that greedy is a bad trait for them to have. What benefit is there to rule the digital world? They have no civilization. They, yeah, they just want the idea of owning and controlling two worlds. Who cares? However, the dub does kind of fix this by saying, oh, it's just my back garden. Like, it's, it's yeah. nothing. Like, the real thing is I'm controlling the real world or the human world and then I just sort of have the digital world as like a side gig. I feel like these old cartoons where ruling the world was the bad guy's like plan is just a world where they don't really understand. It's like the writers don't get that money is really strong. Like surely you just say, I want to own Google. Like, I'm, I, w- I would like to be the CEO of Google. No, you don't want it. Being a CEO is a job, May. You just want $3 trillion. Yeah, okay, good point. Or you want to own the CEO of Google or something. No, no, you just, you just get $3 trillion and that's it. Because at that point you can never run out of money and you can spend on anything including bribing any politician you want because everyone has a price and that's it three trillion dollars is this is the closest you're going to get to ruling the entire world as much as you could ever want see at least we have dr evil and austin powers who always said who always asked for one million dollars and then he goes to the 2000s and he asks for a million dollars and everyone just laughs at him why wouldn't you ask for a billion dollars yeah because he comes from the 60s and millions a lot of money and then he goes to the 90s and he says i want one billion dollars and they all laugh <laughs> and then it's a great movie. He's like, "What? Austin, look, Austin Powers the series is a fantastic series in general." So Mirage Galgamon says that he has to obey his master, and that's why he's doing this. The English version's weird. Oh, you know how Digimon partners can't disobey their human partners? Yes, they can. Well, mm, I think it's especially this, th- these two, because he's always said, "Yes, master." Okay, master, and he's been, th- that has been his character. Falcomon like, hasn't. No, I'm talking about. Pokemon's talking to Falcomon, and he says, "Oh, you know how it is. I can't disobey." Like, oh yeah, in the English we, version, yes, you know, yeah. Digimon partners, we can't disobey. Like he's trying to. It sounds like an appeal that way. I'm like, but that's not true. Why would he say it? Uh, it was much better in the Japanese. I just stole stonewalling. Like this is what I have to do. He's like, saying this is because I have to obey my master. And that's it. Makes sense in hindsight, right? Because now, now we've discovered the whole he's not actually on the genocide team. That makes way more sense. Yeah. And then he, he kind of wins the fight, etc. But he wins it in a way that means that Ikuto actually gets away. Mm. All right. The Dats team want to go to see a signal because they find out that it's Yatagaramon Mirage Gogamon. But Banchaliamon says they can't. Also, in the dub, Yoshi is worrying where Yoshima is, and she's wondering if he's switched sides like Toma. That's really dark. Banjo says that he could hear Agumon crying, and that he was flattened underneath Masaru's emotions. Boo. He's just torturing the poor boy. And then he's saying, look, Masaru didn't listen to his cries, and your inability to listen is why Shine Greymon became ruin mode. I'm just like... But he was already ruin mode when he had the cries. What do you mean? Well, when when was he doing the big cries of pain? Internally. He was... was, You can't hear those! Yes, exactly. Banjo Bachelamon's saying that Masaru should have listened to his inaudible tears. Well, I thought because they flashed back to it, he was already rumored, he was doing the, like, ah! 
like that was what he was talking about but he was already ruined mode then yeah no he's talking about before when it was just shine greymon but he didn't, when... he didn't have t- what well apparently his heart was meant to be crying oh no a friend betrayed us sorry Agumon, we can't fight today i know you're sad okay i'm gonna come up, okay i'm gonna come up with a reason why i can fix this okay yeah i'm the digimon fan so it's my duty to fix this good rock okay so in the next episode galmon says i could hear the cries from thomas heart so <sighs> digimon can hear human partners' emotions, okay? They can hear their human partners crying okay. if, if they're doing something they don't want to do while they're doing it, maybe before, maybe before they would become ruin mode. Yeah, it's just however, however, right. however, humans don't have this ability. Digimon don't know that humans don't have this ability. Banshillimon's saying, hey, yeah, you should have just used that ability that all humans have to listen to the cries Look, of Digimon. It's really funny, and I, I like it a lot, honestly, but I know that's not what they're doing. No, I, no, just, I'm, I'm, I just know. I'm just saying, like, that's how that's how I can fix it. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Yeah, like, it's just Banshillimon saying, yeah, just you, you know that ability that all humans have? Well, Digimon have it, so you must have it too. Yeah, so that, then he just, like, walks out on them. That's it? No, it's... Oh, uh, no, no, this is the scene where he has so the... Uh, back and forth, right? Where Masaru wants to punch him, and he, he stops tries. the punch. And says how your your fists are fists of hatred, and I always thought that you could surpass your father, and it's a pity that you can't. He's twenty years older than him at least. Yeah, like well, it's so ma- ma- maybe he's older. In the dub, he says how Marcus can't even begin to compare himself, and how how Suguru managed to make an offspring like this is just he can't understand. Suguru's been in the digital world for ten years, and Master is fourteen. Mm. So Suguru has had almost Master's entire life to get good at digital stuff and be awesome and understand things. Bantry Limon has known Masteru for two days. Yeah. Maybe three days? Yes, it's a couple of days. I would say no more than a week. No more than a week. But I thought that you would surpass the man I've known for ten years. Why did you think that? How? Why would you think that? And then why would that make you walk out that he wasn't immediately better? Also, I don't think Masaru's done anything super wrong. No, he's done nothing wrong. He got angry legitimately. And then that anger turned into something that he wasn't warned about by the guy who, A, knew about it, and B, was there. Yeah, he just said, it unlocks burst mode. And that's all the information. But it wasn't like... But yet it can't be. Yeah, as I said, Masaru's not trying to force burst mode. He's not trying to do anything on purpose. So I'd, I just feel Masaru's pretty innocent in this situation, right? I guess. Meanwhile, with the fight with Yatagaramon, Yatagaramon asks why Mirage Galgamon's obeying his master when he knows that he's wrong. Mirage Galgamon says that even if he doesn't agree, he has to believe in his path, even if it takes him to hell. Which is a really cool line. Yeah, I don't know... The thing is, I can't take issue with it anymore because I know it's not real. Yeah. I took issue with it at the time, but now I don't care. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's even good. I'll give it that. So then when they're fighting, Akudo notices that Mirage Gogamon has battle damage, which, by the way, I love I love this. I love when they reference, hey, look, remember that, that pretty bad battle you were in earlier where you almost died? Yeah, he has battle damage from it. And he's devolved since then. That's But haven't we established that they don't retain battle damage? Well, this season, I guess, is showing us that they do. No, but I feel like we did it earlier and they don't. Like that was a whole thing. We had a conversation about it. I, I don't know. We meant we do mention battle damage a lot, but I do like it when they reference battle damage, even if I feel like it's just because of the, the they needed a weak point because. Yatagaramon's not perf- not ultimate, he's just perfect. Akuto jumps off and attacks this spot, and the Dats team shows up, and Akuto and Yatagaramon are shot out of the sky into the water. Karada is happy because he thinks that Toma has killed Akuto, and there's no one else who can interfere. Relaine is in bed, and Yushima and Nurse Kamimon show up, and Kamimon's wearing a little nurse's outfit, it's really cute, and it makes me happy. 
So then the next episode, we I just want to talk about the recap because the scream that Shine Greymon's given is really unsettling as he explodes. That's fine. I don't know, something about this really, 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 really like, unsettling. The Dats team are looking for Akuto. Masaru is mad, but then we see Akuto and Falcomon. We find out that Toma has a Digimon controller, and Toma says that he trusts Karada to heal his sister. Now, this is something I mentioned in our discussion from the last episode, where in the dub, we have some weird sort of wording from Karada. Oh, so, yeah, I, yeah. Um, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely heal her. So Thomas says, so you still think she can be cured? And Karada says, oh, what? Um, Yeah, sure. Like, so, he's not committing to it. He's just sort of saying, yeah, whatever, sure. Why not? In the context of what we know happens and what is prepared, I guess it's that it's not what someone would call a cure in honesty. Like, yeah, she'll be she'll be alive, but it's not a cure. Yeah, the, the impression I got from this episode is that Balfmon needs a, like, needs a host to become Rage Mode. No, I, I didn't feel that myself. I, no. I, fe- I felt that, like, he was honestly like, oh, you confuse your sister. Although, why would he do that, like, before his plan was finished? I mean, it did trigger rage mode. That's that's why I have that impression. No, but trigger... Any, like, rage mode was triggered by it, wait, by it waking up, and... Crap, there was something... No, it sets off the alarm. The alarm starts going off. Sort of, but he beamed, like, right into it. Also, the alarm's part of him, because he's a Digimon. Yes, it's part of his Digimon's flesh. Digimon's dumb. Yeah, I love it, though. It's really bad. It's like a growth. It's a keloid. Oh. Toma touches his watch. There's no worse cancer than alarm cancer. And also, I just want to say that the uh, the Karada's laugh in the dub is so annoying and I hate it. It's like it's like someone is trying to do an evil laugh, but they're not really evil and they're just really bad at it. They go, ha 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 She's such a dork. Like, it's, it, yeah, Karada's a big dork. He is a big mega nerd. So it's, it's cool that he got the entire Japanese government on his side, though. Isn't that? It's okay. really impressive. Okay, I see your point. Yoshima and Kamimon are walking down a hospital hallway with Rolena. She asks if they're Thomas' friends. In the dub, it's if they work together as well. And again, they feel the need to whenever Rolena, and it's the same thing with uh, Christy as well, is that they want to cram more words into these tiny children's voices, like mouths, when it doesn't fit. Yeah, you were, you were really trying to resist saying cram things into these tiny children's yes, mouths. Yes, yes, huh? I was. And well, was you sa- failed. It's the same thing with Hikari in Adventure, is that they tried to age them up significantly but or making them sound smarter by putting more words into their mouth than is possible and just adding more information. It's just weird. No, it's fine. Yoshima says, well, you could say that. She asks if it's a good idea because today is her surgery. In the dub... She says that she was ordered by Thomas to not leave her room. Then some army men are in the hall, so they hide. Then they see a lot of Digimon. In the dub, Rolana says they're cute. I was trying to figure out if she was in like a public hospital or like an evil base. I think it's evil base because there were just Digimon there. But it's weird because in her room there's like an above ground window, so anyone could just look into the evil base. I think it might be like a secret evil base. Or like it can't a, be that a secret. secret. Bu- it's like a government building evil base. I mean, but they have like Digimon tanks installed. Yes. Who did that? The uh, the evil Digimon base people. Fair enough. That makes sense, approximately. No, it doesn't. Yoshima wonders if by surgery, Karada is going to fuse Rolena with a Digimon. And I don't actually remember this actually happening prior to this episode. So when I... I think I mentioned this either in Obnoxious Synopsis or in our last episode recording, that this was his plan. Oh yeah, no, it was the last episode recording. Because you said... I was like, straight up, oh, he'll fuse her with a Digimon and that'll no, fix no, it. No, 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 I said oh, that. you said it? I know, yeah, I said, well, we don't know. We don't, we don't know that maybe that's the only way they can fix her. That's something that Karada can do, but Toma can't. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because you were saying, yeah, why can't Toma cure her? Why does Karada have to? And I said, maybe Karada has to fuse her with the Digimon. Yeah, I forgot that that was his actual plan. Right, well, you've seen this before, so, I mean, 
I mean, it's basically cheating. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't know before. I, I forgot beforehand. That was a circumstance where I'd forgotten what was happening. Akuto wakes up and says he's fine because it wasn't a direct hit. And he says that Mirage Gargamel missed on purpose. Well, no, he says, but uh, at that range, there's no way you could have missed. And everyone else is like, eh, whatever. Let's move on and not pay any attention to that phrase. Yeah, I don't know how it missed. Like, like it, it implies that he missed on purpose. He definitely doesn't. I, I don't think he definitely doesn't say it in Japanese. I think in he suggests it as a possibility in the English Ooh. because uh, they don't think their viewership is is that smart. Ikuto says that Balthmon is one of the demon lords, which of course he would know because he was raised as a Digimon, so he would yeah. know the folklore. So I like this. I like that they're remembering that. And I, look, I shouldn't give them praise for this. You but, shouldn't give them praise for being normal and re- like doing an yes, okay job because I feel like in previous seasons we've just completely forgotten about a character's something about a character and you haven't used them in a certain way can i tell you about my mild botheration in yep. this scene so the issue here is they go there are seven demon lords and eventually they were defeated and they were put away right okay but they cause a lot of havoc in the digital world so the demon lords are a big deal right well yeah they are they are quite powerful and them, them things of legends and again i just i just really like that they actually remember that akuto would know this but my thing here is if there were seven of them and they were defeated how come when there's only one of them they're like oh he's infinite power though right he's completely unstoppable there were seven and they were apparently stoppable so one seventh of that power is apparently so scary like yeah he's probably a badass but the way they talk about him as like being invincible and unstoppable is it just seems over the top yeah especially in the dub how we know that he comes out to attack every thousand years which i don't think is mentioned again so <laughs> which means he's doesn't even need energy fed into him he'll mm. come out naturally in the dub yeah you're right no you're right that i'm not sure why karadani would need a feed when it says he wakes out of his egg every thousand years i what anyway so as i was saying in the dub demon lord's not mentioned but he does say that there are another six so they're the, the seven deadly sins yeah, obviously, obviously. this one's sleep is he sloth or is he wrath which one do you think he is um i think wrath is lucimon fair enough i'm pretty sure i could be wrong i'm, I'm pretty sure he might be sloth but he was he was asleep at the beginning and he sleeps for a thousand years so i mean it makes sense and then he wakes up and he becomes like this grumpy like monkey dog oh no lucimon is pride no creepymon is uh is wrath that's creepy um man. his actual name is deathmon but we can't have that in uh, english dubs so we they call him creepymon they could have made him a joke and call him deathmon and he'd be like oh no Deathmon, yep. he goes, what? Balthmon is sloth. Yeah, cool. We got so, it. Yeah, Lucimon was pride. Uh, that is oh, such... oh, another one's Beelzemon, by the way. Okay. Sloth is a weird one to start with, isn't it? Can you guess what which one Beelzemon would be? Um, Beelzemon... Oh, God, what are they again? So there's Wrath, Pride, pride Sloth... Pride, Gluttony, or... Lust, Greed. Uh... I think Beelzemon's Greed. No, it's Gluttony. That's so weird. You'd think Gluttony would be fat. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you're my favourite one. Is it Lust? No. That's mine. Okay, that's Lilith one. No, I'm That's talking... my favourite. Uh, my favorite's Envy. Okay. His name is Leviamon. Oh, that's the thing. He's really cool. Looks like a holy beast. Yeah, he does. But so, that, yeah, there's there's the seven deadly... Uh, like Ching Longmon's brother. The seven great demon lords. Fair enough. Seven deadly demon lords. I don't think we see them all in the anime. We just see most in the anime, I think. I'm pretty sure. We definitely see Lilithmon in Cross Wars. Stay tuned for that. In a couple of months, we start Cross Wars in February. Bouncy, bouncy, brecky, brecky. <laughs> Oh, I have no idea how they're going to have to cut, cut that out in the dub, by the way. They'll just skip it. That's upsetting. I feel like that's her character. More or less, yeah. Well, to be fair, she's lost. Yeah, but they're not banking on that. Look, I'm, I'm pretty one. against like using women as fan service, but when it's the great demon lord of lust, I'm fine with that. I'm not against it. Yeah, you're not, you're not against it in general. Because I'm the fan being served. 
Yeah, okay. Well, you can continue being awful. Okay. <laughs> you got it. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll just call it, like, we'll, we'll call the, the the first episode that we cover with the little one, I'll call the episode Bouncy, 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 Bouncy <laughs> for you. Yes. And then everyone will say, wow, May's a perv. I'm like, no, that was all Rowan. Uh, you'll all remember. Don't worry about it. Tomat has put up ca- the Kamemon inside Yoshima's Digivice. I almost said Cameramon because I'm really obsessed with that mon still. So he, he says, oh, look, we can't be too careful with you. Relanimon is wearing some kind of cl- collar that we get like a close-up of. Did you call it Relanimon? I, d- I might have. I might have called it Relanimon. <laughs> I'm really bad with words today, okay? You be quiet. Nah. So Yoshima questions Toma, and Toma says that this was a win-win situation for him, since Rolanda will be cured, and he can also utilize his genius intellect here to his heart's content, and his job at dance was holding him back. In the dub, he says he wasn't being intellectually challenged at his job at dance, and now he is. Yoshima asks if he knows that Rolanda's surgery is her fusing with a Digimon. What's important is that Toma doesn't answer. The dad is like, well, of course it is. Why else would this work? I'm an old, white, very rich man and I talk like this. Though I do actually kind of like the scene in a way because the dad does seem human just for a second and he says she's going to die. Even if she's not in her current form, at least she'll be alive. I mean, I guess... I know, it just makes him seem human and he's not too awful. I don't know. I, I feel like you're. Uh, we're going to fuse your daughter with a, a weird digital monster and also I'm going to take over the world. Like, it's not It's not human to accept that. Well, without... do we think Thomas' dad has been told that? Well, we know, at the very least, he knows about the Digimon fusion part. Okay, yeah. Well, how come dads and Digimon are rubbish? Because dads, like, most of them are rubbish. Just men are rubbish. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The, the true uh, message of Digimon... Most dads are men and they all suck. Okay, there are two messages that Digimon tries to teach us. One, men are awful. Two... But also, they're the ones who can be leading the party and winning yeah. the day for everyone. Two is that there's nothing in life that can't be solved without crying into it aggressively. <laughs> Friend, <laughs> cry in his eyeball. Oh, that's strong. Just if your friend's dead, just cry on him. It'll fix him, I promise. Cry on that nerd. Just, if you're having an argument and you're trying to kill your friend, just cry in his eyeball. Or he will cry in your eyeball. You know, just funsies. Yoshima's not amused by all this, and he does like this face that reminds me of Tailmon and Adventure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the same face. Yeah, just like, huh. He's just done with all of Thomas' crap. Me too. Well, to be fair, like, we, we, we understand that it's not, a, it's not, Thomas We're not only a Only now, only now. Mickey and Megumi have a Digimon signal, and it's Belthmon, and we get like the shot of Belthmon, and he's really cute, and this is like our first shot of him, and like, in Obnoxonopsis, I was mentioning, hey, it looks like a Pokemon. It's Komala, by the way. I don't know what that is. It's the Koala from a Lola region. I mean, I guess. The problem is it looks like Sleepmon, so I couldn't even make the connection. Okay, see, I didn't, for some reason, didn't actually make the Sleepmon connection until you mentioned it, it but you're right. It looks the same, even as, like, the, the, the alarm clock. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You must like Atmon a lot. I do. That's good. That's People should, okay, if you, if you were listening to this and you haven't watched Atmon yet, please watch Atmon. Sleepmon's great. If you want to hear Jay actually enjoy Digimon, listen to our V-Tamer or our Atmon coverage, because that's, that's the most he'll ever enjoy Digimon, and I can guarantee that. Never again. He might enjoy Next. I feel Next is good. Anyway, the governor's wondering where Karada is, and then Karada's face just pops up on the monitor because convenience. He says that this is his weapon and he's controlling it. Karada says he wants world domination, and he says that he deserves to be the king of every country, and all the world leaders should be contacted, and otherwise he'll burn down everything with Belthmon's flames. Dats says that the only ones who can fight are Masaru. Like, they're the only ones who fight, and Masaru should stay with Agumon's egg. Yep. Why would the the leaders of, like, most countries in the world, like, A, know what Digimon are? Because this is a Japanese problem primarily. And B, like, why would any of them think this Digimon was any more powerful than any other one? This Digimon's done nothing. 
the whole point of this scene of like the bad coming out, like, oh, do do this or I'll destroy you, is there has to be a show of force first, but there isn't. It's right, just yes. a big floating sleep sleeping cute thing. Imagine if you were like the leader of Japan and like someone holds up a puppy and is like, I will destroy your whole country with this. Wouldn't you be like, no? Also, how do we know that Balthmon can travel between countries? Exactly. Well, it flies. Yeah, but whatever. Can it fly for that long? Maybe. Like, is there a time limit before it falls back to sleep? I guess it was doing damage when it was asleep. Was it? It was blowing up buildings with its like, it was breathing air on things and blowing buildings down and it was also had green flames coming out of it. Wasn't that only afterwards? Well, at the moment, he's currently destroying the city and he's just sleeping mode because karate is still separate from him oh we just mentioned in the english he mentions sleep mode and rage mode like he explains them well when we get a digimon analyzer for sleep mon of uh, sleep mon uh belfmon sleep mode which i keep on writing and saying as belfmon sleep mon well that makes sense doesn't it yeah and then or with him being sleep mon i wish rage the rage mode had also a digital an atmon counterpart does that mean that if you give him a blanket he stops being a demon lord no you give him some fried eggs Oh my god, Sayuri could fix the whole thing. Oh my god! It's all coming together. I love watching. The, but the best thing about Digimon, really, is seeing all the bits that Atmon stole and made good. Yeah, like... That, 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 that. There we go. All those things together made Atmon good. It actually has quite a bit from Frontier, actually. Yeah, let's stop talking now. Let's stop talking about that now. Move on. And from Young Hunters. It has a lot from Young Hunters. From Young Hunters. Which my, Jay is going to hate. Is and I, lo- I love Young Hunters. I'm, I'm upset already. It's only 25 episodes. I'm upset right now. Yeah. Yoshima wonders if Toma really expects to go through with all this. Then we see that Rolan is in surgery and that she says after her surgery she wants to go racing with her brother and Galmon. In the dub, she, it's the same sort of thing except she says she'll challenge him to a race and Thomas says that she'll win. And then we oh. get more shots of him checking his watch. So we, we had this in the last episode as well and this sort of showing that something's happening. See, I kind of thought that, like, because uh, he'd made this, like, Apple Watch-looking thing to control um, the Belfmon, I thought, like, maybe, oh, his watch will override it and also be a controller. It wasn't it. It just blew it up. Yeah, well, it had control over it, kind of. Not really. It had control over one function, the explode function. Then we get an amazing cool scene. Mickey and Megumi are on motorcycles. It's very cool. Then we get some Did you on our motorcycles! It's, this, this is such a cool scene. And I, I really like when they actually give moments that are quite cool to Mickey and Megumi because I feel like we don't know much about them. I like how they don't matter. I like how they're more important than... Uh, uh, I keep on saying Megumi, but that's not her name, is it? The, yeah. the two girls, uh, Riley and the other one. Uh-huh. Rem and Ram. The, the one, uh, Rem and Ram. Yoli and the one who's not Yoli. Yeah. I, I think know. one's called Mayumi. No. I think. I don't know. The, I, I remember their Japanese names. I don't know either. One's called R- Riley. Okay. I love them. They're my girls, but I don't remember their names. Are they, though? Mickey and Megumi are better, though. One of them is... One of them's story, I remember, is they're too attractive and they like to swim. And they like bread. And they like bread. Yeah. And so we get evolution including perfect for the Rookmon and they become Bishop Chessmon. Okay, I'm going to be... Don't know, Rook, Rook, Chess, Rook Chessmon and Bishop Chessmon. This is my favorite thing in the entire episode right now is you have a literally like two minute evolution sequence and then Kurata kicks back and goes well that w- that killed some time yeah well, he the- literally says like well that killed some time in the dub he says chess is it's exciting like he's, I'm gonna play some chess that's exciting and he's really excited to play chess My, what bothers me is that if he's such a genius and likes chess he wouldn't say yeah knock their pieces over it's capture their pieces yeah, he makes he phrase. makes a lot of chess jokes no, but it's like knock their pieces over but Jay- it's like he doesn't actually know how to play chess but Jay, do you think he can um, play 20 games of chess while everyone else watches? 
No, no, it's uh, it's. <gasps> I found no, no, no. I found out the identity of the Digimon Kai's from Digimon Adventure Try. What? It's Kurata. No. <clears throat> yeah. We're just gonna stop this train of thought right now because that made no sense. Yeah, Kurata invented uh, universe travel. He and Rio. Rio's his best friend. Rio's been doing it for years. Yeah. What if it's just Tai Chi from V Tamer? What? I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm tired. That'd be so nice. What if? What if Tai in Try is is dead and then Tai Chi from V Tamer replaces him? And like no one, no one works it out. Just the viewer knows. Oh, that'd be sad, but also like, re- oh no, but no. What if they just do it subtly? Like, what, what, what? No, what happens if like we have a fi- like some finishing shot, and then we just see like a yellow cape somewhere? You no, know, he's like, it's a subtle thing. So only the viewers who know V Tamer know. Yeah, he's standing in front of like the whole team, and he's got the cape on. You're like, wait, well, that's weird. And then right at the end, after the credits, there's like one more scene. It cuts to Ty, and he just turns to the camera. and goes, I always wanted a sister. Wink. <laughs> Oh, because he doesn't have a system. V-Tame is so good. I was just saying, I'll miss Zero, though. Nah, he can, he'll, he'll be around. Zero's better than Agumon. It's actually true. He really is. Like, I love Agumon, but like Zero. Zero's great. Zero's just a big puppy dog. So, back to the series we're covering. Belmont is very strong. And Karada says that Digimon are all controlled by power and you need to have lots of power to control Digimon. Then we have Masaru apologizing to Agumon's Digi-Egg. And this is a part that I mentioned a bit earlier that kind of upset me. In the dub, Marcus doesn't seem as sincere. And he's saying, look, I didn't know this would happen. And he, he just it seems like he's trying to justify himself. But at the same time, to be fair, like, he, he didn't... He's justified. Yeah, he didn't actually know it was going to happen. Masaru did nothing wrong. I know, it just it doesn't seem as sincere. We have Sayuri and Chika watching, and then we have some helicopters from the Ministry of Confidentiality shop attack Belfmon. And Karada says that this was that this must be them refusing his demands. Toma looks at his watch again, and he deactivates the collar. And Galmon takes it and uses it to ex- explode some things. Why would the Ministry of Confidentiality have any jurisdiction at this point when it's incredibly public? Yes. Okay. Yes. No, No. you have a point. It also explodes Karada's controller. In the dub, we get a really out-of-character moment from Thomas where he says, Surprise! <laughs> to Karada, and it's weirdly out-of-character. He couldn't even hear you. Like... Mm. We find out that Thomas put a bomb in the controller, and Thomas says that there was a bomb planted in Relena's necklace, and the only time it could be taken off was during the surgery, and he had no choice but to earn Karada's trust and turn the tables on him. I just want to ask, how did he know that there was a bomb in her necklace? Well, maybe he could intuit the fact that, like, she has this necklace that's weird around her neck, it's got a light on it, but better question, when, if he could just make a remote control that would turn it off... Like, he, he did it himself, right? He didn't... I, no, I think that the... Was it deactivated for I the surgery? I think they had to take it out for the surgery. I think it was being deactivated did for they? the surgery. I yes. feel like he did that. No, I, 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 I feel like recall. it was deactivated just then. And he was checking his watch for the right time. Maybe. Maybe it's that. But know. the point is, I don't know how he knew that there was a bomb in Relena's collar, or I guess he was probably told that it was <laughs> needed to be taken out. You think that Kurata cackling madman wouldn't have just said, There's also a bomb on her neck, so don't be dreamy! I, t- I attached a bomb to your sister. It's a good chuckle. Because I'm definitely doing what's right for your sister. That's why you should join me. I attached a bomb to her. Though. Yeah. I remember that. Then Galmon says that he could hear the silent screams in his master's heart, and that's why he obeys him. <laughs> and this is this is the same sort of thing as how Masara was expected to hear the, the screams from his partner's heart. It'd be really funny if this was, like, something you could trace back through the rest of the season, is all these Digimon keep saying, I could hear how happy you were. Well, we know <laughs> that Digimon react to humans' emotions. Yeah, but here is such a weird version of that. But we don't know know how humans react to Digimon emotions, I don't think. No, they I don't. Think, I think in the dub they've said that they react to each other, but I feel like in the original it's only been Digimon react to the desires of humans. That's correct. 
But I, yeah, I don't think it's the other way around. And that's why I think that Bancho Leamon's just wrong. So now Kurata just gets up and is like, well, if you got if you got something to do and you got to do it yourself. Oh, no, but before, before that, Thomas' dad bursts in and he yells at him. And Thomas says he's not giving up and he will cure his um, her illnesses oh, yeah. himself. And he says, look, I've been studying all this time and this is the purpose I've been studying for. In the dub, it's more obvious. And he says, he straight up says, this is why I wanted to become a doctor so I, I could cure my sister. I mean, I've always asked you the really obvious question about how did this 14-year-old become a doctor? But I think this puts us on a weird timing, right? How old is Rolena? I feel like she's maybe the same age as Chika and Akuto, so 10. Okay, she's 10, and we look, generously... Uh, look, 100%, I'm just trying to work out no. how old Rolena was, and if she may be his half-sister. Because if we if we are generous and say it took six years to become a practicing medic- medical doctor, yeah. and he became a doctor the day before he showed up on the show, mm-hmm. because obviously he was probably a doctor for like a year at least beforehand, but yes. let's be generous, that means that he was eight years old when he began his medical studies. So he must have finished at least like high school level stuff before then. So, and if he is four years older than Rolena, then an eight-year-old decided to become a doctor when his four-year-old sister was sick. And she has also survived at least six years with this illness. And the only thing that it does to her is I guess it makes her a bit weak. Yeah. Okay. No, I I see your point. It is a very strange time frame if you think about it. Yes. The problem is they made a 14-year-old a medical doctor. I feel like this would make more sense if they were just maybe 17. Yes. I mean, well, I know, any more look, time would make it make more sense. I know that there are 13-year-olds who can start college. Yes. But graduate from the medical profession, I, m- maybe not. Maybe I feel like not we so looked much. it up once. I think the youngest ever was 17. Yeah. But I feel like... And this is something that I'm surprised the dub didn't do because the dub does often age up the characters by a year or two. I feel like they could have just... just Nothing would change if you just aged them up to maybe 16 or 17. It's still, it's still an he achievement. He would have been a 10-year-old when he started. Mm. He would still be quite young, but he wouldn't be too too young, right? It's still probably a little bit. Then Karada says he's going to turn, turn into Belfmon himself in his heart and go, go to his heart. And this is implying that he was going to do this with Rolena, and it's more so in the dub. But it doesn't make any sense for him to imply that, because the door to do that... It's a doorway with no guarding and no buttons. And no surgery. Yeah. Well, no, here's the thing. It's always no bu- guarding no buttons. If you just walk into it, you are atomized, and then you become the thing, which, by the way, shoots directly at where Belfmon is. So that was planned somehow. But the surgery is in a different part of the building, and mm. presumably this teleporting door wasn't there. So how did he intend to get her from that surgery table to the teleport door while he's like, Tama, you do the surgery. Okay, I feel like what the surgery was doing is that it might have prepared her for being zapped into the Digimon. You clearly don't need to. Or, alternatively, maybe he didn't want her to be knowledgeable of what was going on, so maybe she she's was, she, she's maybe, a, maybe she was going to get a lobotomy. She's an 11-year-old. Also, Thomas is a medical doctor. He would know that's what was happening. Yeah. No, good point. The, okay, you know what? This would have made perfect sense if Thomas wasn't in the room in Scrubs about to perform the surgery himself without karate no I see, I see your point now I want to talk about my favourite part in the dub okay you're allowed I'm going to step, th- you step you through this okay yeah and you're going to point out which which part you think is a bit off okay okay so, Belfmon, well, who, now Karada, he's like attacking everything. I'm actually so annoyed that Karada legitimately controls this thing. I would really think that, like, he gets in there and then the personality takes back over. And it's like, oh no, I was hubris all along. So, so anyway, ra- uh, Rage Mode is attacking and killing everything. 
bunch of helicopters come up, try to attack him, swats them away, they all they all die. Yeah. In the dub, <laughs> right. the best line ever. Ah! Alert! All units retreat! All units retreat! Land safely! It's so forced, and it's like, no, oh, you know what this is? they added in this line. There was no line in the original. No, you know what this is, though? <clears throat> we have to go save all those Digimon on Eldoradimon. Yeah. Yeah, it's the removal of death. It's basically saying, they're going to be fine. <laughs> Shrug. And it's the most forced thing ever, because they're actually saying this while the helicopters are currently upside down. Also, I want to mention that uh, Wrath, no, Rage Mode says, uh, with, I have great vengeance and furious anger, which is a little bit of a Pulp Fiction reference. Don't mind if I do. I didn't get it. It's a it's a reference to that prayer, which is like I walk in the shadow, the valley of the shadow of death, as the whole thing. But it got popularized by Pulp Fiction. Right, right. And I will fall upon my brother with great vengeance and furious anger, etc., etc. What about if you walk through the valley where you harvest your grain, and then you take a look at your wife and realize she's very plain? But that's just perfect for an Amish like you. you screwed it up. Well, I was, I was talking you, about you. you can, oh, no, no, I used you. you. You can't rhyme anymore. But I am, yeah, I know that's why I stopped. Okay. Uh, Weird Yank- Yankovic is a uh, is a star, and I love him. Um, please, can you not have any allegations against him, like every other person who is in Hollywood and I'm sure music? He'll be fine. Can he be okay? It's it's like Betty White in 2016. Can Weird Al just be okay? I love they raised like ten thousand dollars <laughs> to help her out with medical issues she wasn't having. Yeah, but it was actually going towards the that they donated it. No, to yeah, like eventually a, went to a, a good cause. To a theater that was closing down or something. Anyway, that's that's. That's my favorite part in the episode because of how the dub tries to remove death again. It's pretty good. Then we have Masaru, and he's trying to work out why the lights went out. He says he has to fight, and he doesn't know what will happen. So Yui lets him go. So he's off, and he has like this little like running away from home sack, except it has an egg in it, and he's running off into the distance <laughs> with his egg, and he's going to be he's probably just going to throw the egg at at Belfmon. Yeah, I almost going to sleep one again. Why not? What do you think of this episode as someone who is new to Digimon? Oh, you know what? I didn't... It was fine in the sense that, like, there were bits that were good and the story's alright, but I can't get over Kurata walking through a random doorway and just becoming, like, spirit gas and then being beamed into a Digimon. Oh, no, that is a very, very stupid scene. Not- I, th- I thought it was a, It was just... It was silly. It's so bad. His face is silly. But, I mean, I don't hate it, though. I do. No, like, but I hate it in, like, a this-makes-no-sense kind of way, not in, like, that was bad to watch, because it was funny to watch. But now the rest of the season is predicated on this moment, and you can't forget that. Yeah, I just... I, I like this. Okay. What'd you, what'd you rate this episode? Or both the episodes, I guess? Uh, I didn't really think about it. Um, I have to I have to rate them in hindsight, because, obviously, the first one got a lot better after we found out what happened, what's up in the second one. Yeah. So the first one's probably... It's probably a seven and a six. That's it. I gave them... I, I think I might have given the second one an eight, maybe, because of the reveal, but I feel like I feel like together, they, they're they an eight. Oh, a seven, sorry. Yeah, that's fair enough. But it was good, though. It was enjoyable, and I felt like... I thought that he, his re- reason for turning was believable enough that even though it wasn't, it was kind of like a... It, it, it was... I think it was well-written. But I guess we'll, we'll get to that in a bit in the discussion point part. How did it compare to predictions and synopsis? for both episodes um well obviously he did summon Belfmon but I really thought my um I didn't write it down but like yeah they I will control the human and digital world was really on point that like, always happens no I know but like it's he said the words that he will do that rather than it just being kind of implied and also he had a different plan he thought the plan was perfectly fine to carry through the whole way um and the burst mode confusion did kind of annoy me because it came back and I was like oh no that is burst mode but you did it wrong but it was more along the lines of Bancho just not letting it go look I just hate how the, the fact that everyone's just yelling at Masaru about it. And also, I, I did not call... I, I said the Royal Knights might show up and I was really wrong. So let's just move on. What was the major difference that you noticed between the Japanese and the English version? So the in the first episode, to me, it's just in the recap how they had to put Karada's thoughts in there to explain to the audience, okay, by the way, 
this is why Toma became a bad guy because we did a bad job telling you the first time. And if their whole point was to try and convince you that he's a bad guy so that you get relieved, then then they should have explained it well the first time. And if their whole point was to frustrate you, then good job they did that. But I'm not frustrated the reason they that I think they wanted because I'm not relieved at the end of it. And in the second one, you're right. It's everyone land safely. It'll be fine. Yeah, that that was more like a funny change rather than a big change. Like they but it's they the often try to do that. Yeah, yeah. So as for me. I thought that Marcus making like trying to justify his actions and saying, "Oh, look, it, it wasn't it wasn't me. It wasn't it wasn't me. I, it wasn't my fault. I didn't mean to do it." It's not my fault. I mean, even though arguably you can say, and we did say, it wasn't really his fault. <laughs> like That's what I would say. And as for another difference, it was. Karada seems to not be genuine. Like, he seems to, in the dub, not to be actually wanting to heal Relena at all. And, like, that doesn't seem even part of his plan. It seems that Toma might be being misled. Which is weird, though, because, like, he's been open about the Digimon fusion thing with him, obviously, because Tom is not surprised and the dad already knows. So it's just that he's a weirdo, pretty much. So I'm just going to say which writers had each wrote each episode. Are you actually going to run through like all 30 episodes? Just the two that we watched. Okay. Yeah. So off the top of your head, can you remember any other Savers episodes that you liked? Like I feel like no. I think you liked the Biolotusmon one. Look, I couldn't identify numbers. I'd have to, I'd have to sit down with a chart and I'd yeah. have to point it. Well, I haven't got the chart, but I do have the list because I've been pretty busy and I'll try to get something we can done do it another time this weekend. I, I'll, I'll just say the the so for episode 35 they had Yamaguchi Ryota yeah. who is the head writer for the series he's written quite a lot of episodes yeah and for episode 36 we had inari mexico his name is mexico 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 no it's not mexico, mexico. it's not it's not mexico it's mexico it's may as in my name mexico Pico. is he tranquilo go away from los ingobernables so, which episode did you think was the better one you said the second sec- one text you said the second one was better wow so not the head writer for the series yeah, apparently. Take take that, apparently. Yamaguchi Ryota, that is your name. Did I say that? What? Hold on. Wait, no. Seven to six. The first one's better. Okay, so the first you said the first one's better. Yes. So, okay, that is the head writer for the series. Okay, good. So you'd ho- you'd hope that the best episodes were written by the head writer, right? Oh, you would hope. So the last episode that we watched that Yamaguchi Ryota wrote, and I'm just finding it, was episode 30 which was Journey to the Sacred City, which was an imprisoned Masaru, the Holy City's Trap. That was pretty boring. I think that was an okay episode. No, I remember it being like okay at best. But when I actually have time, I'll try to uh, use that list that Elivor gave us better than just sort of like scroll, 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 find, find, find. Yeah, you have to match. Basically, you have to look at the one with um, the Nami episode, match that person up to the other episodes and see if there's any pattern. Don't do it now. Yeah, I won't do it now. I won't do it now, but I I will do it. staring at it pretty closely. But I feel like Nanami's episode is probably one of the stronger ones ones in yeah, this episode absolutely. i mean i have i probably have different opinions to what episodes you thought were, were well written though i think we mainly agree on we, we have but this season i feel like we've mostly agreed on our overall rating for the episodes like it hasn't been like i say seven you say four except that one episode i feel like it was still only different by like two points i don't know so my other discussion point is that now we know that tom and never really heel turned yes do you think this explains why because y- your main argument was Toma is a doctor why should he trust Karada on this and your other main point was Tomer is a genius why is he acting like a moron um well I would I would say at this point if the entire reason he was going along with it was really because she had a bomb on her neck well she didn't have that on her neck when he showed up the first time so why didn't he just punch Karada out then okay you know that that is a good point also Karada had no backup he had no Gizmon around and Tomer had a Galmon so he could have just killed him and won the whole war yeah no that's fair like have a Mirage Galgamon to step on him and also if your if your position was 
was, but it makes so much sense because he felt like uh, he felt um, he wasn't being intellectually challenged, and he was has questioning his loyalty with the debts and all that. Well, then none of that actually applied. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't real. Yeah. Okay. But the point is, it makes it. My argument was was really because I knew that Tom, like, like this, this is part of his plan. My opinion was really that it was believable that he would heel turn because of his sister and because of his feelings towards Masaru and his experiences and his discussion with Nanami and all this. I feel like those situations and those experiences made it believable that he would heel turn. But there was literally no reason for the bo- the Olympic boxer to not punch Karada to death while he was yes. there. I feel like he also didn't want to assault someone in front of his sister. He's committing genocide. Okay, good Also, point. she wasn't in the room. I feel like there's a good argument, but they I'm were just, in the I'm room too alone. tired. But I feel like there, there is a good argument. And is, I feel like... I would I look forward to hearing it. I feel like Karada may have had something on Relena at that point. Maybe. But not like the bomb around her neck. But I feel like there was something there. Anyway, so Ruin Mode is the only thing that I personally think that these magic tears have any reason to be able to fix. Because, and I said this earlier, that evolution in Savers and the, how the Digimon react to humans in Savers in general is very much related to their emotions and the, the emotions of humans and how those emotions affect the Digimon. Sure. So I want to save my family. And I really, and that's what I really want. That triggers an evolution because it's him wanting to protect his family. Sure, man. I want to kill this guy because he's betrayed me and he's joining the side of Digimon genocide. I want to I. kill e. him. I want to protect Digimon. Yes, but it's no, no. It's not. I want to protect Digimon. It oh, is. It's I want to no focus. No, it is. I want to kill someone. That's anger. That's ruin mode. Then we have. I'm regretting my actions. I let my anger get the better of me, and I submitted to my anger. I'm feeling sorrowful. I'm sad. I'm crying. Crying. And then he devolves to an egg. And I feel like this is... its I, I, I hate power of friendship and I hate magical tears as a trope. But I feel like this was one of the better ways to write magical tears. I mean, if you, if you have to write magical tears, this is all right. And also, I feel like it's a bit more meaningful than just, oh, he ran out of power and devolved. Because we did that with Skull Greymon. Yeah. Skull Greymon went... Like, he rampaged, caused lots of damage, and then he devolved because he was sleepy. Sure. Then we have this one, it's just sort of some, something had to actually trigger it and I feel like the dub ruined it by saying he's going to run ramp- rampant until he self-sacrificed like he, he self-destructs but that's not what happened Masaru's tears and emotions devolved him I know I just feel like it's a that's lot more I meaningful yeah. no, I, I get it's not just the tears themselves I get that because I was worried that you wouldn't like I mean I was kind of like no, it was it, silly, I think it's but justifi- it. justifiable enough and also like it's not the silliest thing that's happened in Digimon no the screenshot of the week this week mine's obviously just karate being electrocuted because it's just funny it's just funny it's a, it's a funny scene there's not much to say I didn't even make a gif. I just uploaded a screenshot. A screenshot of Karada being electrocuted. It's funny. I sent you two and I can't remember what they were. Uh, Yoshima has had enough because that's one I uploaded. No, that was my second one. No, I but heard. that was the better one. All right, fair enough. I'm like, so disappointed. Yeah, it's just, it's the uh, Tailmon face <laughs> from Adventure Zero Two. Like the flat, uh, the, the two eyes and the line and that's the face. We had some Digimon introduced these episodes, Jay. Sure, we did. We had Belthmon, I mean, Sleep, Sleep Mode, Mon. Sleep Mon, and Rage Mon. Why did he look familiar? Probably because I've seen this picture before. You might have watched. He looks me... really boring, actually. Uh, there is uh, a side quest in Cyber Sleuth where you fight all the demon lords. So you might have seen him in there. Not a chance. No, were you watching me play? I me? did not see that. Okay. Yeah, so I think I think um, I think Rage Mode looks really boring, but Sleep Mode obviously is cute. Yeah. His head's really big. There's a reason they put a bed around him in Atmon. He's adorable. Oh my god, there is a reason they put a bed around. On to Postmon Pat. This week we had three weekly polls, so we'll go through each of them individually. First up, the first weekly poll was best ultimate biohybrid. And Chakmon so, said. So, my, I think that I really like Bio Darkdramon the most, but I also kind of like Bio Lotusmon. 
But in general, like the overall design, I will say Biodactamon is my favorite. What about you? I like Lotusmon, actually. I like Lotusmon a lot. She's pretty cool. So Jay will read the comments for all of our weekly polls. And, well, one at a time, we will step through each weekly poll. And then I'll go through the votes. So what, what did our responses say? Well, Chuck one said, uh, always vote for the dragon. And they also voted that way in the Holy Dramon poll. Yeah. See, two of these arguably could be dragons. I mean, one of them's a dinosaur. Well, then it's not a dragon, So I guess Darkdramon. I guess Chuckamon's talking about Darkdramon. Yes. The second weekly poll was best dark evolution. So we have Magurgramon, Shine Greymon, and Skull Greymon. Who do you think's the best? I actually think Skull Greymon, honestly. Really? I know that I know that no one else has agreed with me looking at the results, but I think that one's the most straightforward and you like instantly understand this is why it's happening. Oh, speaking of results, we didn't even go through the results of that I one. So we do it last. So the Biohybrids one had twenty seven votes, Biolotusmon had thirteen, Darkdramon had eight, and Biospinamon had six. Oh, I came out on the right side of history on that one. So for Dark Evolutions, I I think that Shine Greymon is the best. I don't know, I, maybe it's because it's the one I just watched. But I feel like the episode, the emotions were the best in that episode. I actually felt something. I felt concerned and I felt anger and I felt sadness and I felt sorrow and I felt the emotions that I was meant to feel. I felt like the main character is meant to be your eyes. Like you're, you're meant to experience sort of. the, world, the world to the main character. And I feel like, I feel like his mod- motivation for evolving dark was okay, was, was, was good. No, but it doesn't, it's not the thing, right? He had no motivation for voting, for evolving dark. There was a thing that happened and it triggered okay. it. And you can see one to one, but... For okay, me, I feel like the, tr- the trigger was the best. And also, I feel oh. like the outcome was also the best. Like, I feel like even though Masaru didn't do it on purpose, I feel like he was almost punished for it. No, but see, I, thought, I find that just really frustrating because it's not his fault at all. Yeah. Whereas, oh, no, I, I see your point. Like, because it's not his fault. Whereas of the three Dark Evolutions, whose fault is it? You can draw a one-to-one. Who learned a lesson? Ty oh, did. Ty learned the biggest lesson because he was... And the, the, as a as a character growth moment, Skull Greymon's like, I think, yeah. I, it's the best because Taichi actually learns and I feel like that's a big point for him. And so, but the other two are just really angry that something has happened. So the Digimon just like, oh, oh, I'm angry too and I've evolved badly. But this is you as a partner failing your Digimon because you have made bad decisions. Did Takato get punished? No. Wait, hold on. No, he didn't. Because he was pretty mean. No, because like right after that, everything was just solved. Yeah, he got, he he evolved his Digimon. I mean, I think he had like a Neon Justice Evangelion, like revelation sort of thing going on. But he didn't, he didn't get punished for like basically almost killing his Digimon. There was nothing, yeah. Yeah. But I think that I think learning about it's not that it's it's not you were angry and that's not acceptable because anger should be acceptable. But it's that when you're angry, you did something irresponsible and that's it's actually your fault. And thus you made and you wanting to evolve made it evolve wrong. I think that's so much more fascinating than I'm angry. Bad thing happened. Okay, no, that's fair. So Jay will read the comments and I'll read the results after that. So we got one from Chuckmon who says, It's definitely Skull Greymon. The only thing scarier was uh, Chimeramon. And Ellie Vorg says, Shine Greymon. Uh, their, his motivation was the best with both Takato and Masaru, but Masaru had actual uh, recuperation while Takato did not. Taichi had 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 bad motivation, but good recuperations. Um, I think that meant, meant to say repercussions, probably. Yeah. Um, and Masaru got both. So the results were 30 votes, so that's pretty decent. That's probably one of the higher percentage, like the higher number of votes. So we have Magurjumon with 24, Shine Greymon with 4, and Skull Greymon with 2. Our third and final weekly poll this week was, is Jay wrong about how good the writing was in episode 34? But, um, I mean, the real question was, how believable was it that he would heal turn, even though it turns out not to actually be real? So Jay will read, actually, well, I guess, do you think you're right, Jay? 
now that we have actually shown that he wasn't actually turning bad, do you think it's more believable, like, now in hindsight? No, we should have punched um, Karate in the face. Okay, okay, that's fair. Like, Uh, if the necklace was around the neck and he would have been like, what's that? Oh, you know, my doctor gave it to me. It's not hard. It's so simple to, like, add in the bits that would have fixed this. Originally, I said it was 30-second discussion of, okay, I will definitely cure her as long as you work for me. And then he sort of has his, like, moment where he weighs it together and goes, okay, no, fine. Well, now it's just like, what's that? It's a thing. Ah. And just look at it suspiciously. Like, he's working it out himself. Yeah. It's really not that difficult. So, you know, from Noam, who says, During the fight with Nanami, Tama has a succession of realizations. First, acting purely in the way he would think uh, wouldn't always yield the best results. Uh, The fact that Nanami, Ivan, and Koki had been genetically modified by Kurata... Um, proves his understanding of the human body and genome. And later on, his meeting with his father and hearing Kurata's proposal forces those two worldviews to clash again. On one hand, he is of strong opinion to prove himself correct over his father. On the other, he can't argue that Kurata can uh, stand behind his promise, which A, isn't mentioned at the time in any way, and B, in hindsight, is wrong because he doesn't believe it. It doesn't really seem to stand out to me either way, but that's I still feel that way. Um, added to the fact that Nanami, who was allegedly equal to Tommy in intellect, had been persuaded to work for Kurata, it does hint that the latter has a strong ability to convince others to agree with him, something we literally never see, even with these people. The only person he's ever, con- we only know how he convinced them is the guy who got paid money. Um, and all that said, it's hard to think that Tama would so quickly turn against his friends without apparent hesitation. My vote goes to Jay. Nice. And Ellie Vorg says, I voted that Jay is wrong. But actually, for the most part, Jay is wrong because he's basing his entire argument off the premise that it's all the explanation we are ever going to get as to the reasons behind Thomas' heel turn, which, as he will see when he watches the next episodes, is objectively wrong premise. I maintain that he would just punch Karada even if, uh, if, in the way it turned out, whatever. Um, People watching this for the first time should be able to appreciate that there's more um, that there's more to this story than we haven't seen yet. Jay has a good point that all the build-up May described might still not be enough to justify advocating genocide. But the appropriate response to seeing this would not to go, well, I guess this is just bad then. The appropriate response would be to have a reasonable amount of faith in the writers and go, okay, you know what, that is asking a lot from me with Digimon. That is asking so yeah. much. Um, okay, I wonder what else is going on behind the scenes or in Tom's head that we don't know about yet. I hope it's something that makes sense and that I'll enjoy. Though, so, honestly, just just to st- stop you there, I I sometimes do see where you're coming from when you say when you just take each episode as an episode and don't think. Now, what's going to happen in the next 40 episodes? Because previously in Digimon, we haven't really had much of what's happened now will be relevant in 20 episodes time. Literally, the only thing that has ever been consistent about it was Atmon. Yes. And you had faith in that. But like, oh, look, I love Digimon. (laughs) I love Digimon. and I wouldn't have started a Digimon podcast if I didn't. But I feel like a lot of the time, the foreshadowing is not done super duper duper well. And anything that does seem good either comes out of nowhere or is never addressed again. And with Savers... Things that are happening or did happen in the couple first couple of episodes are still relevant now, hmm. and things are foreshadowed back in those episodes. And so, but previous seasons of Digimon didn't, so I can see why Jay is so quick to dismiss everything. It's like, well, this has happened. That's the end of that. Not going to have that ever again. But like the web doesn't have all connecting threads. Like I still can't 
figure out Kurata's weird teleport hallway. What what was that? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's just Digimon magic. And that's the thing, right? With Atmon, I got to the end of it and I said every everything connects except this one thing. Whatever. We we got over that because it didn't act it didn't matter so much. But everything connected, everyone's motivations made sense. Every action was based off the old, uh, off previous actions and you could point you could draw your lines from point A to point B and everything made sense and everyone acted reasonably. Whereas in this show, I feel like half... And you know what? To save his credit, half the time it makes sense. And the other half the time it's silly and doesn't make sense and it will never be picked up again. To its credit, it's half the time. Because with most of Digimon, it's almost none of the time. Which is why Ty is such an impressive character. Mm. Because he changes. I feel like Ty is probably one of one of the... I can't really say best written because then we got Atmon and the Atmon characters are all pretty well written. <laughs> just piss all over it. Yeah, I just... At, why did Atmon have to come along and make all of Digimon worse? Like, by comparison. Um, yeah. So, was that it for the comments? And there's one more bit. So, but yep. to, the actual intent of the poll, which they believe was to, was, do you agree with May or, uh, or with Jay about how believable the heel tone is? Um, because our discussion just boiled down to it being enough for May to believe it and not enough for Jay to believe it, uh, they voted against me, which is fine. So, Jay, I have to ask, what would make it believable? A, a really brief 30-second discussion of basically what went through Kurata's head at the at the in the added on recap in the English, which was, look, this is what I can do for you. I can fix your sister. I know you've been trying for a long time, but I am able to. I will do it in this way. Like even in a general way, it's something that point out something that Toma wouldn't be able to do as a medical doctor, which he obviously that's the plan. He's very open about it actually. Mm. And then Toma like literally have him think like, what matters more to me, my sister? who I love or Digimon and like you don't need to have him think a conclusion to that because that would be lying to the audience but have him think about that question and I think that's really interesting you, maybe not have him think but have him say it even because I going inside characters heads is really dangerous with these sorts of things mm. I get really angry at heavy rain for it but I don't think it would take much and in hindsight he should also see like a metal thing around her neck and ask hey what's that and she just goes oh the doctor gave it to me you're that's, right that's all it needs and that would be 45 seconds of animation knock out the evolutions you did it you fixed the story and I know that the fact that it was such a simple edition means the story can't be that bad but because I wasn't convinced it meant that my experience of his heel turn was extremely negative because I think it needed to go over the line for the story to work right because that said it did convince me that he was evil so they did a good job on that but I just don't think they convinced me that he was evil for a good reason which soured the whole thing for me right see I still don't think that you're 100% right in the way that I think I still I, I don't think it's like impossible to believe but however after speaking to you I don't I, it's not it's not like the perfect believable situation it does have holes and it could have been fixed like it could have made been made perfect but i don't feel like it's completely far-fetched to believe so no no did you vote on this poll no damn it that did, sucks. did you no i didn't i was really hoping you did so if i vote like no i wasn't wrong that would be split it perfectly 50 okay so the results were 19 so we only got 19 votes for this yeah so we had 10 yes and nine no so it's sort of like a oh it's a, it's almost even basically i'm gonna be honest i really thought that this was a compelling argument but I, in hindsight it must have just been me totally being self-indulgent uh oops it's all right we're done with that one now well i mean like i think 
think we came to the end of the discussion to basically see each other's side. Yeah. Because, uh, as I said, I you're right, it's not the perfect believable situation. And if you think about it, it's kind of like a... I'm not asking for perfect. Yeah. Perfect's a lot more than what I got. But what I mean is, like, I, I don't think it passed the word believable. Yes, but I, as as the, the Digimon-loving child that I am, thought it was believable. And it's the best thing in... It's, it's one of the best written things in all of Digimon. Uh, if, if you insist there was all of Atmon, it made you cry multiple okay. times. Okay, but if we're thinking about Atmon doesn't exist yet, this is 2005... We're watching Digimon Savers. This is the latest Digimon no franchise. No one was watching Digimon Savers. That's its whole. Di- that's its whole thing. I was too cool for Digimon when Digimon Savers came out, so I didn't watch. As I said, I didn't watch this mm. until I was in university. So we got letters. Yes. We got so- one with the will from McGann, who says, "I think Ray. I think Ray. I'm not Ray. I think Jay sure- raises some. Look, I'm sure Ray rose some. I great think. Points I think Ray Joe's some good points. Uh, raises some good points, given that he doesn't know how Thomas's betrayal ends. And now you so, do. So they didn't vote in the poll. Like with Karada, I think the way things turn out uh, might fix most of the issues he had with it. I don't think Actually, it did. Adds sort of. new issues. But I, th- I still look. I feel. I still feel like it fixes some of your issues about like your your argument was Thomas being stupid. Well, he he was, but yes. in a totally different way than I thought. Yes. Uh, and the victory team says, "Oh God, Taichi's bizarre adventure." They love Undertale and JoJo memes. Uh, uh, lo- yeah. Realize it was an Undertale thing. That's really just a JoJo reference. I, I think to we me. might have maybe in that episode made. We probably Undertale. made a few. Yeah, um, but the episode title was a reference to JoJo. I didn't look. I didn't even watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I, I'm sure I will one day. Today is not this that that day, but I, I do intend on watching it hmm. when I have time for what like how many hundreds of episodes is it? Not that many. I feel like it's a lot. It's like fifty. It's it's fifty per season. Fifty hundred. Jeez. It's fifty episodes per season, which as a Digimon watcher, you should be that's average. That, fine that's with. average. Yeah, that's average. That's fine. Also, there's only like two seasons you need to watch right now so it's fine yeah um, i want to watch diamond is not on crash exactly i want gmail we want from embermoto who says for episode 33 so marcus abandons his friends to charge straight at the enemy and then continues to fight the enemy even when he knows his friends are in danger um uh, fights in the middle of the city putting innocent people in danger and is rewarded with a new power uh, how is what he did deserving a new power? Meaning like the grey sword, I guess? Yeah. And how does any of what he did this past episodes justify that? And episode 34, Galmon's and Relena's interaction with each other is adorable. It is. I want to see the, the, more of them together. And if Marcus ever hears Relena call Thomas Tommy, he will never let Thomas let it uh, live it down. Also, wait, given how old Thomas was when his mom died, aren't he and Relena half-siblings? They also sort of wanted um, if he and Relena are half-siblings, um, given how old Thomas was when his mom died but Relena could have just been born he was what four when his mom died he wasn't two I feel like he was four maybe which means that literally uh, a maximum of four years later he decided to become a doctor and started studying for it yes isn't that absurd and they got art. First drawing is of a Digimon cosplay picnic. We have three Vmon dresses: Allforce V, uh, Vdramon, Imperial Dramon, and Magnamon. Uh, they brought the meat apples on the tree. Then we have Gilmon eating some Gilmon bread with Gallantmon shield. And finally, we have Adorabon dressed as Alphamon with some Digi Noir. The second really drawing cute. is Agumon and Gabmon dressed as Omnimon uh, with Gabmon as the butt. <laughs> It's so cute. We then have Vmon with Wormon on his head, unsuccessfully trying to hold the other two like a sword. 
because it was in relation to what we were talking about. It's it's I so good. That. It's so dumb. So I um I, I posted this on on our social media. So thank you so much. It's beautiful. I want to see it again. It's uh, so good. We got one on Tumblr from Ellie Vorg who says one of my favorite, which I mean most amusingly dumb changes in episode thirty three is this in the original one of Karada's men says something about enemy suppression rate being at forty percent. It's a bit of a silly line, but what they presumably mean is that they've killed forty percent of the Digimon forces that El Dorademon had. Although the rate is the wrong word to use for that. Meanwhile, in the dub, the line is, The enemy's power is at 40%, which means that they're not even fighting with him at half of their full power. Oh, no, it probably means they've whittled down 60% of their full power so far. Um, so apparently in the dub, the Digimon army is just being really lazy. Um, they used to think that Koki was fine despite ha- not having backstory because he served his purpose as being a foil for Masaru, helping to highlight the ways in which Masaru is about more than just mindless fighting um, by showing what actual mindless fighting looks like. But now I totally agree that they could have done uh, gone done even better. They could have done even better with this. It would have been great to have Masaru reflect on their similarities, but perhaps uh, that too that's too much introspection to ask of Masaru without some kind of prompt. Giving Koki a backstory involving his parents being terrible terrible or dead would probably I would definitely have worked as such a prompt because Masaru tends to project his own dad complex onto anyone with a vaguely similar family situation to his they also invite us to play a fun game called count how many times the geo gray sword is useful after this episode we'll love it I bet because we won't have to play I bet that's how many times we'll have to I, count I really worry because I kind of liked the idea that shine greymon's problem was that he kind of just t- attacks everything around him right yes. and that's bad in the city sense and the sword will fix it and the sword because he's able to actually take aim with the sword and he's able to actually attack one particular thing but his attack as shine greymon is just a sort of like an area effect so I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's sad that the idea that he won't use it again. I don't remember it being used again. I know it's definitely shown in the, the title in a pretty big way. So I hope that it's the answers in every episode going on. <laughs> so Toma accused his father of not helping with his mother's suffering. He didn't mention her death specifically. There was this brief moment back in episode 15 when little Toma asked to go to the festival and his mom looked at her watch before saying yes. That subtle thing implied that perhaps she's uh, busy a lot with work and didn't know she'd have time for a festival apparently being a single mother in japan really sucks which means that thomas rich dad was definitely not supporting the mom financially Aww, in any way i didn't think of that it's pro- definitely possible uh, and trickstar holy angel says uh, the way you guys talk about karada reminds me of a bard my friend made who was designed around having so much charisma he could just make crap up and people would roll with it not even him trying to lie just him being stupid hey how many days are there here uh 400 i'm pretty sure oh yeah that sounds right there's a there's an old there's an old um D story it's probably a joke but it's a great story where um there these this party is um in like uh, an open plane and the druid and like the bad these bad guys show up and the druid wants to hide so he turns into a tree and everyone else goes and hides um or becomes invisible or does their own thing but he's a tree right and the bad guys go up to the tree and they go this tree wasn't here yesterday and then the druid goes yes i was <laughs> then he rolled his bluff and he rolled a 20 and they're all like huh i guess it was that's cute. Um, I feel like there's another D&D story you've told me about a, something oh, about a bear. Sir Barrington is yeah. a classic. Sir Barrington is the story of a D&D character who is a bear and who eventually amasses so so much in the way of riches that they hire a translator and their charisma and bluff was so good they convinced everyone else they were not a bear. <laughs> so they would rah-rah-rah-rah, the translator would speak for them and everyone would just understand and they just assumed that he's not a bear because he told them that's he fantastic. wasn't. I love that. And then finally an NPC 
at some like banquet, rolls a twenty and figures it out, or rolls like multiple twenties in a row and figures out that he's a, that he's a bear and starts freaking out. Like, oh my god, there's a bear at the table. In fact, I think he goes, he ate Sir Barrington. <laughs> And then they all sort of, everyone looks over at him and, he's, and they say they arrest him because he's crazy. That's cute. And he's like, that's not a bear, that's a Barrington. What are you talking about? That's really cute. And finally on Reddit, we got one from Odaiba Memorial. I don't know how that memorial could send us a message, but that's cool. Straight from Japan. Uh, it's becoming increasingly apparent over the course of the podcast that Jay tends to focus all of his criticisms on narrative and seems to treat all other aspects of the show, the visuals, the music, the atmosphere, as ancillary or even unimportant. I actually do feel that way about a lot of media, but it also has to do with I need to be sold on the narrative before I can find the visuals that interesting. Like, yeah. I think Art House is nonce. Like, I don't care because I don't think the stories in most Art House things are any good. And I, I need to care about what's happening before I can be impressed by the presentation. At the same time a bad presentation can have a good story and i'll like that so that's that's me right and that's people can consume things differently like i think yeah. you focus on the music a lot no, and no, i really don't care no i'm, I'm not just music i'm just everything the atmosphere I was using it as an example yeah and also i i feel like i guess i'm gonna say destiny is a good example like the game i love destiny it is so much fun it is just such a fun environment and the graphics are, are pretty great i mean i have bad eyesight so like minecraft looks good but i just I feel like the the atmosphere was great, the music was great, the visuals were great, the game was fun, the mechanics were great, and I love Destiny. It's probably one of the it's probably one of the most fun I've, I've had in a game besides Persona. But it's the, the, I couldn't tell you anything about the story because I'm not like a very story oriented person. Like yeah, I, I love a good story and I can appreciate when something's well written, but it is not the only thing for me. It like I I love atmosphere as I said, and I I love mechanics, and that's why I think that. I even like Frontier because Frontier did have some some actual good parts to it, some well-written things, some well, small well-written things, but some good like background stuff and some good mechanics. And I like I, I love mechanics. I love card slashes. I love appearizing. I love using mechanics in clever ways. But yeah, it, it, for Jay, I feel like the main thing for him is the story. Absolutely. And I feel like if I'm, look, if I'm going to go somewhere for art, I'll look at art. If I want to go somewhere for music, I'll listen to music I really like. If I'm going to go to a TV show, I want a good story. That's why I'm here. Yeah, no, that's fair. So they say that strong narrative is the cornerstone of a good show, but TV and cinema are also a visual medium and can and should take advantage of the oral and visual aspects. Look, let's be honest, Digimon is not a pretty show. There is nothing incredible about the animation in Digimon. There's really very little about it that's visually impressive. The only things that ever stand out are Digimon designs, and most of them are butt ugly. Um, I think the scenery in Savers is quite good. There's, yeah, there's a burning city. There's nothing special about no, it. No, it's the, generic. Well, when we first go to the digital world, and oh, we the see these beautiful right, scenery. Yeah. Yeah. But the digital world always hamstrings itself by being, like, nonsense. Look, I honestly think that Adventure had a really nice atmosphere and background, because we have those speckly dots. Yeah, they had all the these digital nice world. used to colour. And it was, yeah, as I said, it was, it was very basic, and sure, the animation quality wasn't amazing, because it was the 90s. Well, it was 1999 and early 2000s. But the digital world having that speckledy effect, look, and then it, they didn't have that speckledy effect when we went to the real world, and we had mm. the comparison between Taichi being in Odaiba in Home Away From Home, and then him being back in the digital world, and we have these different, the, the different styles. That is, Speaking that is good. Speaking of speckledy effect, they say, they noticed it in Lane as well, and also they noticed it in Hurricane Touchdown, because they say the aesthetic, and that's really nice. To which I say, an aesthetic can be really nice. If I'm bored, I'm bored, and then I'm unhappy. So it's going to get a bad review. It can be 
as pretty as it wants. If I'm bored, I'm not going to enjoy the it. The lane's getting better. Yeah, I guess. Like, some stuff's happening. Oh, That's it's right. taking the long way around. Mm. But it, I think it just comes down to the fact that different people enjoy different things in media. What's important, I guess, is the understanding that when you look at reviews, the final number is not nearly as important by itself as an understanding of the kind of person the reviewer is. For example, back in the day, they, the way that like IGN and other people would do reviews, right? They've got limited staff and they would distribute games out. And if literally no one on your staff likes fighting games, totally possible, by the way, and they get Street Fighter 4 to review, it's not going to get a review that makes any sense for that game because the person doing it doesn't know fighting games. It's like that, that uh, I think it's IGN review of Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, 7.8 too much, 7.5 or 7.8 too much water. Like, well, that's kind of like the, the, the thing. Like, that's part of the story. <laughs> It's part of it. And to me, like, what's important about reviewers is that they're consistent so you can understand them. There was a reviewer, I don't remember his name anymore, but there was some reviewer that was being discussed and he loved, every movie that he gave high ratings to was crap, was garbage. And he gave bad reviews to movies that are like highly acclaimed and are good. So what you could do is you could look at his reviews and you could get a very accurate understanding of how good a movie was because you understand how he gives scores. Mm. So you can understand how I will give a score and how I rate things based on my preferences that you've picked up over a long time obviously you've you've given it some consideration it doesn't mean it's object that the thing itself is objectively better or worse although i would i would state that i think this akori is the key element and all the other things are win are window dressing though important window dressing but when you when you hear me say something is bad yeah i do mean that the story is bad or i'm bored by it most of the time and just understand that going into it that doesn't mean that my opinion is wrong i still know what i do and do not like it just means that it might not be applicable to your taste Mm. And that's totally possible. Also, I've heard except you for Frontier, Frontier's trash. I've heard you say, "Oh, this is bad," but you've still given it a seven out of ten. Yeah. And I know that whenever we rate something from from a, any season of Digimon, we are rating it for that season. Like we have, what was a Frontier seven? It was just like I don't remember this. I, I'm not even sure we gave a, a, a seven to any episode of Frontier. One of them might have. Yes, one of them, the Bergamon episode, maybe. But I feel like it was seven because hey, we weren't that bored and things made sense. A, a Frontier seven. Is- is a one in almost every other season. It might be a five in zero two. I'm not really sure. See, and that's that. That's a huge thing. Like Jay can also say, "Oh, uh, I didn't really like this episode of Savers. I gave it a seven. I like to think my reviews are consistent, and that if you if you agree with me, then you agree with me, and if you don't, then that's cool. You'll probably agree with me. Which I feel like is the good dynamic about the podcast is that we have pretty diff- different opinions when it comes to the things we consume, and we also look for different things. <laughs> I mean, I I also do like story, but it is not the be and all end and all for me i think that's it for a post on pat yes it is all right everybody join us for the next episode of kaiji the battle with belpamon or awaken ogamon defeat belfmon that was that was less than a week or a year or never uh, <laughs> and the power of bust mode or burst mode the power that exceeds ultimate wonder what happens in those episodes i guess we'll find out for weekly one is this week because i'm a gremlin like i'm a bit of a gremlin i have been a bit of a snacking gremlin at work and at home and in general so i all the time so i've been trying to get more cardio also cardio is good if you have depression because endorphins and stuff yeah. it's a science so i've been trying to use my exercise bike more i have 
I, I, I've mentioned that I have a mini exercise bike before, but this is like an actual exercise bike. So I've been playing various portable video games on this exercise bike. And because it's getting really hot now, I put a fan right next to my face. So it's quite nice. And I've been tr doing, trying to do about an hour on the exercise bike a night, just playing through portable games. So that's what I've been doing because I'm a snack gremlin and I can't stop Aww. snacking. I ate like 20 chocolate biscuits a, d a day. It's my diet. I also eat normal food. Pretty much mostly biscuits though. And I also run for five kilometers. It's pretty good. Especially but, since it's like four, 35 degrees outside. Yeah, I've been running, I've been still running five kilometers in like 35 degree weather. If it, if it gets more than that, I don't run. Like when we had that week of 40 degree days at the start of the year, I just sat in a park and read manga. Fair enough. Actually, yeah. no, I think it's I ran. sauna anyway. No, I ran one day and I had a really bad migraine and almost died. No, that, yeah. that was terrible. Um, I had, I played Onitama. Onitama is a good game. It's basically, it's basically chess, but you have five pieces, four of them are monks and one is like a head, is like a, a leader monk. And the way the game works is all of your pieces have the same move sets, except that the move the moves change. Um, you randomly deal out. You have like these cards that have five moves on them. You get two. Your opponent gets two, and one is in rotation. And what happens is you use one of your moves. Say there's one thing that lets that allows your pieces to move either left, left diagonal, right, or right backwards diagonal, right? And you would use that move once to move, and then you pass along, and it goes into rotation, and you take the one out of rotation. So whatever moves you have, your opponent will eventually get and whatever moves your opponent can do you'll probably eventually get but you can like restrict their movement by not using them and you can do weird moves where you wouldn't have put them into check into check or checkmate but you do because of the thing you get out of rotation it's a it's a strange game but it's really fun it sounds good because i know you like chess so i do and this one it's just a it's very strange did you ever play the goats and tigers one i did I with you once yeah that was fun I, I really liked that one so you can find in our link dump our weekly poll and our weekly wonders and our screenshot of the week this week's weekly poll is sleep mode or rage mode sleep mode obviously well rage mode is pretty cool sleep it's mode, a big obviously. grumpy bear so i read bubbles link in the description and you can get more than just shirts there too so please check it out because it, it really helps us out you can contact us and stay updated you can email us at lostintranslation1 at gmail.com or you can comment on this episode or message us on SoundCloud. You can follow us on that translation on Twitter and you can find us on Lost in Translation on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. We have a Scrum thread on With The Will and a Red thread in the Digimon subreddit. And we would appreciate if you would have viewed us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts now I guess. I keep on forgetting to say Apple Podcasts but it's called Apple Podcasts allegedly. Stitcher and any other podcast listening app that you use. Ratings really help people finding the podcast and we want people to, start to listen to this more because we put a lot of effort into it. So please, please rate us. We now have a website and you can vote in our weekly polls, check out our release schedule and our blog posts. You can also donate to our Patreon which is linked in the description from as little as a dollar a month. And that gets you access to a list of Slack chat group but there are higher levels with more rewards such as notes, early episodes and more. And thank you to our Patreon supporters, Sam Krieger, who has a podcast with Stevie called The Monpass, Moncast. Stevie, who is Stevie Padmon on Tumblr and is currently taking commissions there. Wu Chinglong, who you can find at twitch.tv forward slash Chinglong. Metamamamon, Joe, Penguin Mage, Anime Guy, who is Anime Guy Kurosaki in the number one on YouTube. Chuckmon, Hirolato, who is at Hirolato on Twitter. Jason Moroski, Ryuchi, who is Frost Magic on Archive of Our Own. Stephen Reeves, who is at WildMix64 on Twitter. Kaidawashi, Mac, Noam, Riku, Chisai, who you can follow at Chisai236 on Tumblr. Kyle, 
The Lady Bugman, whose anime blog you can find at baguburagu.wordpress.com. Uh, Small Wolfie, who is on Topatic as Small Wolfie and has a comic there called Eden a Melancholy. Glitchcoat, Azra McCool, Gene Hackmon, Matthew, Anthony, who is at Antoclassic on Twitter, Lizmet, who is Electmon on Tumblr, Sithobi, Ellie Vogue, who's at, who is Ellie Vogue on Tumblr, Sporky McForkenspoon, who hosts a digital podcast called Going Digital, Megan, Kyliak, Neobu, Jams, The Time Optimist, Silverhead Freak 25, Harvey, and Alex. You can also make a watch donation on our PayPal, which is found in the description. It is paypal.me slash airdramon. Make sure less than the podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.